BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Friday Eve. Yes, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're doing well out there. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. D Gun, B Brooks, Yo. Ellis. What's up, Darius? What's up, Jeremiah? What's up, Spa City Chop? What's up, Michael, Eagles Truth, and our girl Chris? How we doing, guys? What, what day of the week is it? It's, it's Thursday, Thursday, man. Thursday. Yeah. Yes. I can't tell, bro. My, the days are blur. Well, I, I, but I will say this. The kitchen was clean before Trish got home. There you go. <laughs> Smart man. Yes. So let me tell you quickly what happened. So my day was like, so yesterday, as, as I, I told you guys, um, I, I, get, I got to bed the, the night before about one o'clock, got up at three 30, took my daughter, son-in-law and grandson to the Philadelphia airport. Okay. Came back home, slept a couple hours, did this show, did the meeting, did the show. Um, then had to do a, a couple of other conference calls. Then had to run to the airport in Baltimore to pick up the wife at eight o'clock. 
came back home. We wrapped. She gets off the plane. She's fixing stuff, all the stuff. So we wrapping gifts and stuff until like two thirty in the morning. What? My, oh yeah. And we're still halfway done. Halfway. You know, most of the stuffs are the kids. So, so then um, uh, I set my alarm for eight forty five this morning because I had a couple other business calls I had to get before we do a show meeting to get ready for the show. I hear some movement in my room. I, I look at my 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 phone. It's ten fifteen. So I've been, it's been like sprinting every, every, since I woke up to catch up and I still haven't caught up. So I don't even know what day of the week it is right now, man. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's crazy, man. Let's hope you make it through the show at this point. If uh, you see me doing this a couple of times. Yep. It ain't <laughs> personal. It's just business. Okay. <laughs> All right. I hear you. I hear you. How about you, Barrett? I mean, good in your world. <sighs> yeah, man. Just still looking at these properties, man. I was out in Clayton, New Jersey early this morning. Um, Tomorrow I gotta go to Mangala. I forget what it's called, man. Some place No, it's it's like a word. You have wineries and stuff at there's wow. some land out there I want to take a look at. Ew. I'm going early in the Ew. morning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's in a wine area. It's cheap out there, man. There's no school districts out there, so I can get more bang for my buck. Now, are you yeah, looking to move and like? build a house right. for yourself, or are you just looking? Is it are these just business? Like what? No, what is, no, uh, this, this is this is where I'm. I'm going to buy a, a property for the rest of my life. Oh, where Sanjay like can bury him when he gets she gets tired of him, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knew where I'm at. That's yeah. right. <laughs> That's right. Pine, bar- Pine Barrens. <laughs> okay, we'll find him in about ten years after the fact. Yeah. No uh, kidding. That's funny, man. All right, yeah, fine. man. So I'm just trying to find retirement home, bro. So all right, I, I start now. I had a winning day. I, I there was no dog throw up today, so it's a win. Yeah, that's a win in my book. Now that's good what, to go. Come down to yeah, she's good to go. I think. Well, you know, we'll see. We got through the the rest of the day and the night, so all good. Uh, after her, <laughs> after her presence that I got yesterday. So. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot to get to. First off, uh, the Trey Turner uh, deal to the Phillies is uh, official. They will have a four o'clock press conference in which they will introduce him as a Philly and the numbers hold up 11 years, uh, $300 million. So mm-hmm. yeah, I know. look, man, there's a lot of that going on in baseball. Got to be more careful, man. Yeah, Dude, you see the numbers careful. floating around across major leagues. Yeah. For all these contracts. And they're saying, and they're saying that, uh, they're saying that, uh, baseball's dead. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, that's why I asked uh, Ben Davis the other day, is baseball that financially healthy? Because I, I knew it was in a good place. But but when you look at the numbers that are just back, this is like NFL contracts now. Right. No, except, except, yeah, well, more. because it's guaranteed, yes. Yeah. But I'm saying, look at the numbers, 82 million, 150, 300. I'm like, I didn't know baseball was in this financial paradise to be honest he got an a they in your tax bracket you know they rich bro man stop stop, stop. Uh, this the man who's looking for forty five thousand acres to, to raise cattle sheep <laughs> five yeah wow so you've given up on delaware right we don't have to worry about delaware you gave no. up on delaware <coughs> see that's what happened when you even smoke. even the thought of delaware makes him choke see up. see no i was going no i was gonna say i'm starting delaware next week are you yeah. i told you who to talk to but you won't listen that's not that, bro. It's not that. It's okay. You know, we've been just... we've been working with this lady, and she's she's just been really really nice to us. What do we look like going to find somebody else? You know what I mean? That's, that's she don't she don't know Delaware like my person knows Delaware. 
I know, I know, I know. Uh, all right, so Trent Turner <laughs> will be in the house soon. Uh, the Eagles are practicing today. They have the Giants on Sunday, which we'll get into that game um, in a couple different facets because last year was not a, uh, a stellar performance from the Eagles uh, when they went to New York. It was week 12, and they lost 13-7, to and it was probably the worst game that Jalen Hurts has ever played in his life. I'm, I'm going back to, like, Pop Warner. It's yeah, probably the worst right, game he's played. Right. So we'll get into that. Um, and just kind of looking at, with Bradbury going back to New York too, the offseason additions that the Eagles have made. Uh, the revenge tours. Yeah, a couple of revenge tours, right? It seems like every week there's some kind of tie or angle. Right, Last right, week right. it was A.J. Brown for sure. Uh, so we'll get into that. Flyers lost. Not a surprise. Sixers are practicing. They begin a seven-game homestand tomorrow against LeBron and the Lakers. Mm. Um, and good news is Tyrese Maxey, is out of his boot and allowed to shoot, at least. According to Doc Rivers, he's been driving them crazy, nonstop, FaceTiming, calling them, bored, you know, just bounce, <laughs> everything you would expect from Tyrese Maxey, like just bouncing off the walls, man. Right, just, right. You know. Just wanting to get better. Yes. Just yeah. wanting to get better. So he's back. Uh, Xander Bogarts goes to the Padres. Uh, man, I don't know what San Diego's doing. He, look, they're adding good players, but – that there's a trickle down effect where he goes to short, the shortstop goes to second, the second baseman goes to first, the right fielder goes to left, and Fernando Tatis Jr. when he comes back goes to right field. If he huh? comes back, huh? what? Huh? Yeah. If he comes back, and if don't he ask me to back, repeat that again because I don't even know what I just said, but it's right. something <laughs> something along those lines is about to happen. Yeah, if he comes back, Barrett, because he's there's been injuries, there's been the suspensions. You know, he's do, not due back at the beginning of the year, that's for sure. Um, so that's there. Uh, Brittany Griner gets uh, her release from a Russian prison. He, she she is actually on her way back. I don't know where she is at this point, but on her way back to the U.S. to U.S. soil, uh, in in exchange for an international arms dealer, Victor Bout, who goes there. Uh, unfortunately, Paul Whelan, who was also there on espionage charges, is still in Russia. Been there for four years. So, That's a uh, look, I'm happy for Brittany Griner. I wish we would have pushed a little bit harder for for Paul Whelan as well, but I'm I'm. I'm glad she's justifiably home. So that's absolutely, awesome. absolutely. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of the uh, that's the rundown of everything that's happening in uh, in our in our universe here in our sporting world. Um, but you know, obviously, the excitement is for the Eagles. Have we? I, I ask you guys this. I think I hit you with this two weeks ago. But have we gotten to the point? I love spoiled's the right word. But are we? Um, do we almost have an entitlement with the Eagles now? Where, no. like, we just think it's automatic at this point are we just looking ahead to the playoffs are, are they are the is the regular season a foregone conclusion like do you guys get that sense with this i do team? i do yeah i do when i look at who they're matched up against and i think and like i said the only the only for me i don't for for a lack of a better word way of saying it the only blip on the radar as far as i'm concerned would be the dallas game at dallas um, only because it's at Dallas feeding friends. It's going to be knockdown drag out again. But outside of that, the Giants twice, New Orleans, Chicago. Eh. The Giants are going to be interesting just because they're the Giants. Right. But they're beat up. The Giants are beat up right now. Um, and so I'm, you know, and I hate, and I never do this, but for some reason, when you look at how the Eagles uh, 10 times out of 11 have found ways to overcome every adver adversity possible. Uh, and you look at we've we've seen enough of the other teams sample to know what they are and what they aren't. I, th I think 
I think your your question is is very accurate in terms of, I think that is the case. I really do. You get that sense, Barrett, too? Uh, well, I, back to D-Gun, I was talking about I'm thinking like a player. Um, no. Just because you're going against a team that's, uh, just like you said, they're wounded, they're hurting. They have a coach that's got them so hoodwinked and bamboozled that they think they're good when they're really not. Right. <laughs> and they might play up to the abilities that – over the abilities that they really have. True. So when I look at this team, I see a team that's backed up in the corner and they were on the right trail. And then all of a sudden the last four games, they've went three and one. So they're like, all right, we got to get this, this ship rewrote and, and get back on track. And what better team to do this is with the best team in the league right now, filling themselves. We, we already know we could do it because we did it last year. We beat up on Hertz. We made Hertz give up three interceptions. He only had a hundred and like forty something yards, one hundred twenty something yards in that game in the air. The leading receiver was a running back that went three for thirty-two. Mm-hmm. So Gainwell had he caught three passes for thirty-two yards. That was the leading receiver in the game. Although Hurt Jalen Hurts had seventy-seven yards, he got hurt in this game also. Yeah, he did. So this is this is a this is a game where they feel as though they're not scared of the Eagles. But we they didn't see AJ Brown in an Eagles uniform. Right? They didn't see him. They didn't see, they a, didn't see a lot of people. They didn't see Darren White. Sue Joseph. They didn't see those people last year. I don't know. So big di- there's a big difference. And you're right, Barry. I don't I don't overlook any opponent in the National Football League and to steal a, a line that is so common. In the NFL, you never look past your next opponent because that opponent can jump up and bite you. I agree. But when you just look at personnel and the Giants are one, three and one in the last five, they're spiraling downward. You look at how they lost the three games. You look at how they tied that game against Washington and should have won that game. Um, Maybe the Giants have hit that proverbial wall in a lot of ways. Maybe the injuries have taken their toll on this team. You know, I um, hope so. Unlike the Eagles, when you when you lose a frontline player, you can plug and play. I used the term yesterday, plug and play. You know, not many teams can say that in the National Football League. This Eagles team can plug and play. You know, Linville Joseph goes down. Jordan Davis is back. Jordan Davis goes down. You got Sue uh, Fletcher Cox. You never know which game he's going to show up, but he's showing up the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got two Pro Bowl corners. You know, you got a star safety that's down right now. You can fill the void. You got Javante Maddox eventually coming back. Dallas Goddard is eventually coming back. You know, so that's that's a huge advantage. And then you look at who they're facing the rest of the way. Daniel Jones twice, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, Dak Prescott. Hmm. <laughs> we ain't looking, we ain't looking at Patrick Mahomes. We're not looking at Josh Allen. We're not looking at Lamar Jackson. You know, we're not looking at Justin Herbert. We're not looking at any of those guys. Yeah. See, it's a huge difference. I guess I look at this game specifically. uh, Maybe I've just been watching NFC East games too long, and I think it's still, you know, the way it used to be. But I can't ever just overlook a divisional opponent. I mean, look what Washington did to the Eagles at home. They beat them. Um, So I can't just overlook this game. Well, let me say this. We beat ourselves, and then they score more points because of that. I agree. But that that said, um, I do think – Saquon starting to wear down. Yep. Uh, ultimately, not having enough weapons is catching up to them. Yep. I think they overachieved to the point where it wasn't sustainable to keep that going all year. I, and and I think 
you know, it's catching up to them. It doesn't mean that they don't have – I think they have the, the, the right guy in place uh, to coach them. So I think they're going to be good going forward. They're going to get better and better and better. But I just don't – there's only so much you can do in one year. Like, they, they were awful. They were an awful team last year. And, and good, uh, good afternoon, Mama Brooks. Uh, hey, Mom. They were an awful team last year, but they are, are a much improved team. But I, I just feel like it's caught up to them. Now, they may get a cheapie at the, the last game of the season if the Eagles don't have anything to play for. But right. I think the Eagles win this game. But I, I don't think the right. Eagles are approaching it the way some fans are, like just getting no. the playoffs. I don't think that. And, and I bet you – I mean, you guys, you guys know me well enough. You know, you asked me the question, and I said – you said, "Are we? What did you say? Not take it for granted, but are we spoiled? Yeah, a little entitled. Uh, entitled. I don't know yeah, I yeah. I think spoiled's I think, probably right. You know, I'm I'm saying it from a journalist perspective, not a fan perspective, and I do think we are uh, spoiled because what of, of the, the the end results that we've seen. They should have lost that game against the Colts. They found yeah. a way to come back and win that game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at how they attack Green Bay on the ground. You look at how they attacked uh, Tennessee through the air. They can flip the script at a moment. You know, it's almost like they get bored and then all of a sudden said, okay, let's put the finishing touches on this thing. You know, um, you, you you don't take, because of what we've seen for 12 weeks in the National Football League, it is this season more so than any season I can remember in recent years. It is all about any given Sunday because any every Sunday for 12 weeks, we have seen, I didn't see that coming three, four times, Yep. you know, and the Eagles fell in that trap one time. Okay. And they might do it again. Cause you have three division games left. It could happen. It could, mm-hmm. you know, but in terms of just overall talent and ability to stop and start, you know, their five speed machine that they have running right now, mm-hmm. it's second to none. Yeah. Yeah. You, and right, I think right. that they're wired right too. They have yeah. the ability yeah. and they're wired right for this. Well, that's, that's it right there. Rob, yeah. you had you hit it on the head of the nail, man. You have a quarterback. Let's just start on you know how, how it goes. You know the, the you know chain of command. Um, you know you got ownership that believes in the gold standard. Number one, you got a um, you got a GM and Howie who who who's who's pulled and had the ace every time he's pulled from the deck. You know he's done it all. You know with the exception of you know our fourth rounder and 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 Quinn. Um. Everything he's done the last two years has been magic. Yeah. Then it goes down to the coaching staff. The coaching staff are pulling all the right strings and and putting people in positions to be successful. You know, they're giving them an opportunity to win by placing them where they're supposed to be, and they're and they're virtually getting it done. Then you go talk about the quarterback, who's the leader of the team, and everybody respects him from each player on the team, defense, offense, special teams, and the coaching staff, and the front office, and the ownership respect him enough. They made him the uh, franchise quarterback. Well, they're going to make him a franchise quarterback. We're paying him. And then as it goes down, you know, you got people are stepping up. You know, you got mm-hmm. you got a secondary mm-hmm. that's starting to get healthy again. With a Maddox starting to practice, practice now, I think they're starting to get healthy again. You probably have Goddard back next week. Things are starting to fall into place. And this is where the winning attitude really takes place when, when guys start getting healthy and they start believing in and you can call the right calls. Uh, for the past couple of weeks, like it or not, Gannon has not been able to call what he really wants to call. He's been calling great games, but I mean, without having Devontae Maddox there, without having CJ Garner Johnson there, I mean, it's, it's hard for him to go out and pull the trigger on on plays like you know he wants to call. So, I mean, all this stuff is putting him in a position now that it's starting to fall into place, 
And I, I like our chances from this point forward. When I look at this, the schedule, I don't necessarily see a team that we should lose to. Not even Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dallas is good, but they're not great. Mm-hmm. The Eagles are a great team. Like it or not, you know, when you look at them, top to bottom, they are a great team. We have great people at great positions. We should win. We should beat teams up. We should, but it takes work. But like I said, our fearless leader, Jalen Hurts, is going to make sure the guys, you know, understand, look, we haven't accomplished anything yet. Until we hoist that Lombardi trophy up, our job is not done. Mm-hmm. Not done. Yeah, yeah, well said. I mean, look, I, I not to jump ahead too much, but I just think the Cowboys game is more um, – it doesn't mean the Cowboys are better. I just think it's a tough spot. And I think it's tough. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to go 16 and one, you know, and, and it'll be the third of a back to back to back on the road and Cowboys want revenge and they didn't have Dak the first. I think there's, there's a lot of things that, that add up. Right. I went 15 and one against them. Yeah. I, I hear you, Barrett, but how often other than the, I know the dolphins and all that, and I know new England in one year, but it's rare that a team has one loss or less. It's, it's true. In, in this league. Uh, you know, and you have to be a really exceptional team and, and props to your team for doing it. But I just think it, I, and it's not, it, it doesn't like, let me put it this way. If the Eagles end up losing the Cowboys game, first of all, they're still in great shape to, to have home field advantage and the number one yep. seed and all that. Yep. It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't in any way, shape or form diminish change any, anything I thought about them going. Right. The playoffs. It really, absolutely. Wouldn't. You know, the, the thing you might do is give, give Dallas a little confidence when you, if you played them in the playoffs, you would give them a little bit of life to think that they can do it. That's the only thing it would really serve in my estimation as. I just don't think that they're, man, it's still coached by the same coach, man. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Although, that's, although the, I, I like the defensive coordinator way more than I like the head coach. Oh, oh, Quinn's, yeah. Quinn's oh, yeah. legit. Good Quinn's coach, yeah. 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 Quinn's the real deal. You know what I'm saying? With the exception of what he did in that Super Bowl against, um, uh, Patriots. You know, Patriots. Patriots, yeah. He has a pretty sound record, man. Yeah. He, he won a, yeah. you know, he won a championship when he was up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always had one of the top defenses in the league. This year is no different. He has one of the top defenses in the league. He knows how yeah. to use his players correctly. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get a beat on where where they're gonna put Michael Parsons at. You know, they don't know we don't know where they're gonna put him. He put they he plays everywhere on the field from safety to to to, to linebacker to Rush in. They even put him inside, you know, and and have him twist stunts with with three techniques. They put him everywhere. They let him play wherever he wants to play, and he's you know well now not wherever he wants because he wants to be a guy on the outside. Rushing yeah, he well, he wants to get the the rush. He wants to get the edge. He wants stats. the sacks. You know, yeah, yeah he wants he gets the sacks. Sacks. Yeah, but but it, when you look at them fundamentally, their defense is really good, but they're little, and they have to move around. To keep from getting blown off the ball, but when you right. get blown around, when you move around like that, just like we did against him, if you cut one guy off and him not getting to his gap, you can take advantage of a system like that because if you can stop him from getting to that gap, it opens up like the Red Sea, you know. And and, and we caught him a couple of times, and then I, and I and I think they're going to try to play us a little bit head up more so than they do other teams. Mm-hmm. All that slant stuff, they know they can't do it because they can't hold up up front. Um. I like how they play, but I don't think that all their players are great players in the capacity of you know, what other teams look at them as. I don't see them as a team that could stop us fundamentally from what we want to do from an offensive standpoint, you know, regardless of what they try to pull. You know, they can work all the twist stunts they want. Our line is good enough to stop them. Yes, our guards be tripping sometimes, but for, for the most part, they play pretty consistent. They play very well. I like our matchup in the trenches better than than um, 
then you know other teams will like their matchups. We match up well against them. In fact, we're 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 the better of the two, you know, offensively against their defensive line and uh, defensively against their offensive line. We have better lines. We have the better trench warfare uh, that we bring to the table. It's just about going out there and do it and executing. And that's the biggest part. You got to execute. You got to go out there ready to play. And, and I, you know, I, that's what I expect from Jalen Hurts and the rest of those guys. I expect them to go out there and, and, and act accordingly. I expect them to play at a high level because that's what they've shown that they can do, play on a high level. Yeah. Well, I'm with you, and and I think they're they're um, coached up well enough schematically too, yep. to keep it fresh, you know, to keep teams guessing. Yep, and yep. it's great to have that kind of those kind of options. Some teams can't do what the Eagles are able to do and mix it up the way that they do. My big my biggest concern is uh, because three of their last remaining games are division games, and they're two they're, the, those three games the opponent are jockeying and fighting tooth and nail for positioning is hold your breath, cross your fingers, get your rabbit foot, cross your toes, and make sure the team comes out healthy. That's the key. These division wars are much different than just playing a a non-conference opponent out of division opponent. And, you know, there are going to be some casualties. There's some casualties of wars, and we've seen a few. We, You know, even with, with the loss of Goddard, Maddox, C.J., I mean, this team has not been hit by injuries like a lot of teams have. Yeah. You know, you've been, you know, while you've lost key players, you've been very fortunate that you haven't had an epidemic of uh, debilitating injuries on this team. But now you're talking about a Giants team that has a coaching staff says, look, we control our own destiny destiny in terms of getting in the back door here. You got to come out swinging tooth and nails. And Barrett, as you know, Having played in a number of division rivalry games, there's always that extracurricular stuff. Guys jumping in piles a little bit more. Extra shots. Uh, Look what happened in a Tennessee game. That dude, number 47, twisted A.J. Brown's ankle a little bit more, Mm -hmm. you know, than he should have on on that one tackle. A.J. got up and got in his face. You see a lot of those little things that are going to happen in that Dallas Eagles game, the Giants-Eagles games. So those three games in particular, you got to take a collective sigh of relief if you come out of those games unscathed. Yeah, Absolutely. no, you're right. I think two things on the injuries. One, other than Derek Barnett, they haven't had the season ender, knock Wait, on wood. Derek who? Yeah. Who? Well, you're oh. right. And the other thing is they haven't been hit hard at a certain uh, position no. like you see sometimes. Oh, man, they're down four defensive backs, you know, whatever. We haven't had that kind of situation Mm-mm. either uh, for the Eagles. So, I think that's where you thank your lucky stars because that's just luck. That's just good fortune that, yep. that that's played out that way. Um, so that that's all good. I, but the other thing that you're going to have to do is, to an extent, you're going to have to hold serve here. You know, I'm looking at Minnesota's uh, upcoming schedule now. I think this this week against Detroit at Detroit's a little trickier than people think. They're, yes, the Lions are actually favored in that game. Okay? Isn't that something? It's strange. Then they have, I think, pretty favorable stretch. Colts at home. Giants at home at Green Bay. I that's three are probably that's a, has nothing to play for, right? And then they're at Chicago. Like, they, so d- they don't accept they hate Minnesota. That's true, but they have a pretty easy schedule. So you're gonna right. have to keep doing your thing. Now, the beauty is you're really up almost two games, depending how you look at it, or a game and a half, because they're they're what they have one more loss and you beat them head to head. Uh the Vikings. The problem with a Cowboys loss is um, you could still have a game advantage over them. Yep. But then you're split at that point with them. So things start to get a little trickier uh, as far as that goes. 
So, you know, my only point is you, you kind of have to keep winning at least now, at least until probably up until almost that last game or the last two games. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, let's, let's say the Eagles and the Cowboys um, uh, go into that game exactly where they are record-wise now. Uh, and again, not knowing the whole scenario of tiebreakers. Say if Dallas wins that game. They may, that may force Sirianni to play his starters that final regular season game. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have to, if they need that game to secure the number one seed. So that, that makes it a little bit trickier as well. You know, we're thinking now if they maintain what they have, they have at least a two game, well, they have a two game lead on Dallas. If they lost that Dallas game, they'd have a one still, but it would be nice to get the players a couple of reps in that final game against the Giants and then get the heck out of Dodge until the playoffs. Just a couple, yeah. Yes. Just a couple. But if Dallas wins that game, they may have to play the regulars against the Giants, and the Giants may still need that game for playoff positioning. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> I'm going to tell uh, you Yeah, the unfortunately, they're in a really the, – the conference is better than we thought. Yeah, yeah. From from that aspect, I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I, I don't like resting guys going into games. I, really? I, I don't like it because – the year, uh, the year before, it was supposed to be an all Pennsylvania Super Bowl. We were supposed to play the Eagles, and um, that's you know, Spygate with the with the Patriots and everything. We lost to the Patriots. We whooped their ass in the beginning of the year, right? And then all of a sudden, lost to them in the playoff game. And they were calling the plays out before we ran on the field. They knew we were going to call because they, you know, they. But we got the bye. We were the bye. We rested guys that last game. We got the bye, and went into it. The next game we won it, but uh, you know we were real rusty, and then went into that next game in the championship game, and lost. So I, I and then the next year we go and we're the sixth seed. We go to the road. We win three games on the road, and we won the Super Bowl. I'm a firm believer in keep doing what you've been doing. Yeah. Well, uh, how would you handle? Let's just say the very last game and everything's locked up. You playing them a couple series? What are you doing? You're not playing least, the whole game, are you? At least a couple series, at least. But we all know what that's not going to happen. You know, this team they would never do that. They don't do that in the preseason. Yeah. Let alone at the end of the season where they can get guys rested. There's no way on God's green earth that you'll see Jalen Hurts, Brown, Graham. I mean, the list will go on. They'll have a patchwork team. They'll barely have enough teams to, to full to fill a full roster with all the guys that are going to rest. Well, I mean, I, everybody's going to rest. Barrett, I agree. I think the only <clears> – I, I definitely think for that last game that they would not, okay? But I think if you had the, the that second-to-last game, if you even have it locked up by then, which these are great problems to have, by the way. Right, uh, right, 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 right. right. I, I think he would play them a little bit in the New Orleans game on, on, on January 1st. I think you'd see those guys – I don't think he wants them sitting three weeks. No, you would you go. Have to you would go two regular season yeah. and a bye before you, you play, play again. You I don't play. think that's a mistake, yes, bro. You got to play. We're, we're we're talking about we're talking about an Eagles team that I mean, our our starters didn't play the entire. They played two, no, a series and a half. Yeah, right, but Barrett, right. you could lose an opener and still be okay. You exactly. lose, you're done. You're done. You're done here. That's right. That's so, well, three weeks. I see different. Till I see different, man. I, I'm just going about by what their track record has been. That's but, just what they do. Yeah, Barry, you, you like you just said it though. Do you want your team sitting idle for three weeks? They do. They they wouldn't mind. It. That's I a big mistake. They do that. That's a mistake. I'm telling yeah, you right I, now. I, I don't like that. I don't like because that you're going to have a team that will have won the week before to yes. survive, and you're going to be playing them having sat for three weeks. That's a big mistake. Uh, I don't huge like that. mistake. Just like I thought it was a huge mistake for them to go in and not play guys going into the, 
Damn. The, uh, the, the season. And they right. go into the season, what do they do? They rip off 35 points. And and, and, and how many games? I mean, how many games they won? They they won what nine I, games I, before I, they lost. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. But 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 there you had a lot of ground to make up whatever deficiencies you might have. You won and done here, bro. You, and you know the city of Philadelphia. The expectations. I mean, just just look at the social media. Just look at the social media chat. All the, everybody, and even the, even the national pundits now, they're expecting this Eagles team to be in the conference championship game. No question about yep. it. Yep. Well, as it what should. It, I expect it also. Okay, but I'm saying, but if they set three weeks, if if based on what you're saying, if they set three weeks and came out rusty and took a while to get going, all of a sudden they're walking off the field off the field with their heads down because they just got upset. Like they you did know the how Super Bowl year. Yeah, you know how this team is. Well, you know they did that the Super Bowl year. They rested two games with most of their starters the Super Bowl year in, in 2017. They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. 80, 80, 80 did that a lot. Yeah, did. It was. Right. It was no, and I'm and then I'm talking about 2017 Super Bowl team. Yeah. Doug did the same thing. Doug did the exact same thing against Dallas. He didn't play anybody against Dallas. He barely played people um, uh, in uh, with the Raiders. Mm. Barely. Yeah, they were trying to get Foles going. I remember that game, like the mm-hmm. the Raiders game, and he was not. You remember he didn't play well. If you remember exactly. that game. Exactly. They were trying to get him going a little bit. Interesting, interesting food for thought there. All right, we come back. Um, Eagles are playing the Giants. James Bradbury going back to New York. So we're going to dive into, you know, what this whole uh, offseason looked like with the moves that the Eagles made and how their moves have paid off. And I'll tell you, it's a long list of guys who are playing extremely well. Uh, So we'll get into that uh, when we get back and what some of the certainties, some of the questions are about this Eagles team. We will keep it rolling a little later. We'll do NFC power rankings. We will do non-QB MVP rankings guys give some other guys some love besides the quarterbacks so we'll talk about that and Jalen Hurts going back to New York uh playoff threats all those good things uh don't go anywhere Barrett Brooks Derek Gunn Rob Ellis we are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network all right let's uh let's talk a little principal financial group and my guy Jim Murray because knowing who to trust with your finances can be very scary and I for a long time was kind of guessing on my own and going with the wrong people. And I found the right person with Jim and he would be the right person for you as well. All right. So whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you have a small business and you're looking to get your employee benefits off the ground. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. 51. You work too hard for your money not to be have it invested with the right people. And Jim and Principal Financial Group are the right people. You can email them as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at Principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at Principal.com. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. 
With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Hey, everybody. Stretched, hydrated, ready to roll. Uh, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek, Barrett, Rob. Uh, let me hit you with this. Um, so it, it, this came down a couple minutes ago. So um, Washington Commanders owner Daniel Snyder permitted and participated in the team's longtime toxic work culture and obstructed a 14-month congressional inquiry by dodging a subpoena working to dissuade and intimidate witnesses from cooperating and claiming more than 100 times in testimony that he could not recall answers to basic questions. Uh, there is also a, a part of these findings that says that he did, in fact, hire investigators to dig up dirt on Roger Goodell. There's a lot more. I, I could only consume so, <laughs> so much during the break. So I two, two things, guys, two reactions. Um, one. I feel like we've heard this kind of stuff like a million times with Daniel Snyder and, and like, I, like hearing it, I'm not totally shocked, but there's a little part of me that says, is this finally the straw that, you know, breaks the camel's back here and they can finally get rid of this, you know, disgrace of a stiff. Where do where do you guys stand on it? I think, you know, of course, I mean, he should be gone. Um, anytime you, you, you have a work environment like that and, you know, we're, we're past the age of sweatshops and all that stuff. And you have to be forced to, 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 you know, 
act in a sexual manner because your boss is telling you to. I mean, that's that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's pimping his cheerleaders and everything out. And you have a toxic, toxic work environment where, you know, people are, are you know, are made to deal with you and your antics. You know, that's 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 unhealthy, man. And and he should be gone. But we're talking about a guy that's a billionaire and, and it's his team. So, I mean, what are they going to do? What can they do? I, I don't know how much longer, you know, Roger Goodell and the other owners can cover this up uh, right. for him. And well, well, not only that, did you see the part where it says former Washington team president Bruce Allen testified to the House Oversight Committee that, NFL, that an NFL executive told him that Daniel Snyder's representatives leaked the John Gruden emails last year which eventually led to Gruden, Gruden resigning as coach of the Raiders, mm. which means Gruden's about to get a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's about to. If this is true, yeah, he's going to crush the league. These right now, Daniel Snyder doesn't have a wooden leg to stand on, a plastic leg to stand on. Yep, <laughs> as of right now. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Dan Celio says, I have emails also. Okay. <laughs> All right. But I mean, just think about this. Now, the only thing that comes into my mind, they've got Daniel Snyder dead to rights. Yep. How much truth is there to what we heard months ago? Allegedly, Snyder has enough information on Goodell, owners, coaches to bury them. Yeah. Despite I mean, this, the fact that he said he didn't do that, which we know you can't trust anything that comes out of his mouth, but I'm sorry, this, go ahead. This, this could put a black eye on this league like we've never seen before. And you know what, though? While people will, will all of a sudden, everybody will come out of social media and give their opinions, the NFL machine will continue to move forward and will continue to make billions of dollars behind this. Oh, the, the league is Teflon. There's, I'm, there's no I'm, I'm firmly there's convinced no nothing can happen that will that will slow down the league. The problem Man. is the league's got to look at it. You know, like Washington could be making them way more money as a franchise. They don't. Yep. They, 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 they don't sell out. The stadium's garbage. There's these constant headaches with this kind of stuff that is always cropping up. Eventually, the owners are going to turn on him. I think, unless you're right, Derek. Unless they know that he really has some some dirt on dirt on them. But either way, this is where Goodell has to bite the bullet and and start the 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 formality of getting this guy out of here. Now he may see. We've already heard that he's looking to sell the team. He's hired, you know, banks and consultants right, and all that. Right. So he may see it coming and, and just get out before he gets you know catch a shrapnel. I, I don't I, know. I mean, think about this: the Robert Kraft incident that that took place down in in, in Florida allegedly. Yeah. Oh, the massage parlor, the massage parlor thing. Oh, okay. Okay. The, Think about the, the gym the stuff that happened. That nothing ever happened about it. Yes, nothing ever happened about. It. Okay, yeah. but Jim Irsay's. Look at Jim Irsay's transgressions through his tenure as an owner um, of, of Indianapolis. Um, there are other owners. I mean, we've heard rumors about Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. You know that that they may be competitive, but they are one big sports mafia. Okay. And they like to keep their business in house. They get together two, three times a year for league meetings. We don't know what goes on at those league meetings, those league parties, those league after the party meetings. We don't know, you know, but it only takes one person to light that pile of wood. And this, this could also force a lot of owners to come out and defend themselves against stuff that they don't want to have to talk about. 
Mm, out of doubt. Okay, think about it. You know, there's somebody told me a long time ago, and, and somebody in, in an executive position, there's not one team in the NFL, not one, all 32 teams, there's not one team in the NFL that doesn't have some kind of dirt behind closed doors. Sure. But you, but, and you know what? Yeah. And that, that the yeah, NFL is well. The NFL is reflective of of any business, right? I'm sure yeah. you could you could go to almost all and find some some dirty pool that went on in some way, shape, or form, right? Any small illegal fish you got hanging up behind you. Wow! Ill- illegal, <laughs> illegal <laughs> fish. I will have you know these particular fish are trophy sized fish. Ouch. Okay. Okay. I okay. thought they were illegal. I thought they were no, illegal. These are They're trophy sized, legally caught, <laughs> legally caught. Okay. <laughs> Nice one, Mr. Brooks. Wow. Yeah, bears, bears, you know what? I enjoy this because bears get back at me for all friends, the friends like these with this. That's oh, okay. That's yeah. all right, though. That's okay. all right. Um, uh, all right. So we'll see. If we get any more on that, we'll uh, we'll continue to, to to pass it along. But who, you know, who knows? I, it's, it, it I, seems wish like, I, was, I wish I was a John Gruden relative right now. I'm telling you. Never lie, man. He about to Let me get tell you something. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. He, may, he may make enough money out of this to buy a franchise. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. He, yeah. If if the oversight committee is going to release all this information to have, and if it includes that Daniel Snyder leaked this information about Gruden's email, because when this story came out, and we've talked about it on this show, soon as this story came out, when, when the Fed said, after reviewing over 650,000 emails, not 60, not 65, not 6,000, not 650, 650,000 emails. The only one that was made public was a series of emails that involved John Gruden. Mm-hmm. Got to be more careful. See, why him of all people? Yeah, why? it was interesting what? that nothing else came out in this. You, you know why? Why? It's called Wag the Dog. You ever seen that movie before? Wag yeah, it's the a dog. great movie. Yeah. You go out, you go out, you start a fake war to get everybody else's attention off the economy being st- you know, I was gonna say, or other, or other issues, terrible. yeah, yeah, other issues being you know messed up. So you throw all this stuff out of what Gruden did. That way, you get all the heat off what's going on in Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that time, they didn't even have a name when all that stuff was going out. There was so much turmoil and and transitioning being done during that time. Yeah. So you throw it at Gruden. You know, it's called you shake your hand over here. Don't don't worry about what's going on over here. You just yeah. worry about this hand over here. Yeah, yeah. Look, right, right. look what it's doing. Look what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm right. over here doing this over here. You know, don't don't worry about that. Yep. I'm doing this over here. But, yeah, but Barry, my point being this: Why Gruden? Why would he leave Gruden? Gruden never coached for him. Okay. And then well, Gruden is in the, well, at the time, you know, his brother was coaching. his brother did. Yeah. So, yeah, but they were going through bad times at the time. You know and and there's there's rumors that Gruden and Goodell didn't get along, and Goodell yep. was looking to stick it to Gruden too. Yep. Yep. There was that too. Yeah, now keep in what? mind, he was still owed more than sixty million. That's right. By the Raiders, so it's you know think about that as a baseline. That's just where you, the jumping off point, and then there's the rest of it for him not being a coach anymore, losing his you know ability to earn and all his that name. Like, He's got a massive uh his name was Yeah, but you know what though? I think at that time I don't think he got the full sixty because from the Raiders perspective, they have these uh uh what what do you call the clause? Um, no, I know I'm saying he wouldn't have gotten that though. He didn't right, get paid. Right. He's he, he could probably recoup whatever he might have you know, he might have got out of there with twenty million instead of sixty. Yeah. He might be able to recoup that forty million that he didn't get on top of what he's gonna sue either the Washington Commanders or yes. the NFL in, in itself. Yes. This man may make in excess of $250, $300 million out of this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he, it's not like he needed the money anyway. He was making what? 
11 million. Oh, he for, was, yeah, he was got 100 million over 10 years, didn't he? A 10 year contract was yeah, a 20 year contract. I, I didn't understand why he stopped doing He was making seven million a year. Good lord. Um, yeah, doing, doing, um, doing ESPN, Monday Night Football. Um, yeah, Monday Night Football. Seven mm-hmm. a year. My goodness. Make you, make you just get a chill up and down your spine. Yeah. Just thinking about it, man. Hey, Xander, let's go, baby. Yeah. Yeah, Xander, go ahead and say something about me. I love you like a, I love you like a stepbrother, Xander. But hey, you know, like the movie says, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. Oh my god, <laughs> love it. Um, all right. So as I mentioned, we got uh we got an Eagles game against the Giants, and James Bradbury's going back there. He's had an excellent season for the Eagles, and you know, I I off the top of my head, I just re- I I wrote down. You guys, tell me if I'm missing anything here. All the offseason moves that the Eagles made. Some of these are trades. Some of these are just free agent signings, but. You got Bradbury, A.J. Brown, Zach Paschal, Kaiser White, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Hassan Reddick, uh, Linvale Joseph, and Sue. I know I know Quinn, too, but he hasn't done any. But are, is there any other obvious? No, right? So, But no. look at the production yeah. of those guys. A.J. Brown, 61 catches, 950 yards, 15.6 yards per catch, nine touchdowns. Kaiser White, 77 tackles, five passes defense. Gardner Johnson leads the NFL in interceptions. He also has 60 tackles, a sack, and eight pass defense. Uh, Hassan Reddick, I think, is fourth or fifth in sacks with nine. 33 tackles, six tackles for loss, three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. Bradbury, 30 tackles, 14 pass defense, three interceptions, including a pick six. Joseph and Sue came in. The numbers aren't going to blow you away, but an immediate impact. You know, Pascal's been a nice blocking sort of veteran presence here. The offseason additions almost universally have been not money. just good, great. Straight money. Yeah. And that's rare. Even with bigger kind of names that you thought might have a chance, there's usually a bust in there. There's usually a Nick Castellanos, you know, in there. But there haven't been. Uh, I think this might – well, they still have to hoist that trophy. But I think this might be – one the best orchestrating a team in Howie Roseman's tenure. Now I said might be because it's it, it, it's it will be based on how they finish this season. Um, but to get to the destination in terms of just constructing a team, I think this is Howie's finest job in his tenure with the Philadelphia Eagles, second to none, even more so than the 2017 team. Mm. Because look at the additions they made in season with just Sue and Joseph. Once they looked at the numbers as we exploited time and time again, and I'm, when I say we, I mean me, we in the media general, of uh, how they were giving up re- real estate in the running game, he went out and made not one, but two definitive moves in a span of 48 hours to help stop that leak. Yeah. And look at how it's performed since he stopped that leak. Right. You know, and – we kept saying, okay, this team is done. I mean, why, why, how much more can he do? How he found a way to fit this under the cap to make it work for his – now, it may be a one-hit wonder. When I say one-hit wonder, now we, we we look into the future and wonder how many of these guys can they bring back? When you think about it, they've got to give Jalen Hurts a boatload of money. Yeah. How many can they afford to really bring back? How well, much – you know, it's – You're right, Derek. Just to remind everybody, Bradbury's a free agent. Uh, Kaiser White's a free agent. Gardner Johnson's a free agent. Sue and Joseph are, are, are going to be free agents. I think Pascal is as well. Um, so, I mean, I'm basically, 
uh, we excluding AJ and Hassan Reddick, everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Jeez. yeah, it's, so, somebody's a few of these guys aren't going to be back. It's just the hard, cold reality of this. Oh well, when you when you consider they have right now two first round draft picks, and one of them is a top six pick, which will be an impact player. I mean, can you can you be in any better position right now? Yeah, I mean, jeez. I mean, what else can you ask for? Think about it. If you're if you're those guys, just say Bradbury. I mean, you're going to get top five corner kind of pay. CJ Garner Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bradbury, you're going to get top got top pay with the numbers you've put up this year. Kazir White's going to get a serious financial considerations from somebody. Not he may end up back Miles, with the Chargers. Miles Sanders too. Miles yeah. Sanders. Not not an acquisition, but he's a free agent. Just are you gonna Are you gonna bring Miles back? Because let's face it. I mean, I hate to say it. Good running backs are a dime a dozen in the NFL. You know, I hate to say it, but it, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Do the Eagles look at replenishing the running back stock by way of free agency at a bargain base? I can see them also waiting until the feeding frenzy the first couple of days of free agency is over and picking up a solid running back but may not be considered one of the great running backs. Or they may use one of their draft picks in a, in, to draft another one. And you know, Who knows what they're going to do? But I don't see them paying, the, paying Miles the kind of money that he could generate on the open market. Unless Miles just decides to give them a family discount and say that, but Miles is in the prime of his career, I don't see a Miles Sanders giving him a family discount. That's that's financial suicide. You know, as much as I love being, let's say I play for the Philadelphia Eagles, as much as I love being here, I love the fan base, I love the passion, I love the city, I love everything about it. I'm 26, 27 years old. As a running back, I get one big contract in my career coming out of a rookie contract. I get one. What am I going to do? What are you going to do? No, I'm a hundred. He doesn't. That's not even a thought. I, honestly, a hometown discount isn't even a thought. Right. right. You play that position in that league with that that's life right. expectancy. That's right. You get every single penny that you can get, period. And if his agent allows him to do anything else, it's malpractice. It no is. question about it. it if, I was, if that's the case, I'd fire the agent. I'd find a different agent. Yeah. If you even mentioned the words to me, hometown discount, you're going. <laughs> no. I'm serious. No, you know. I, no. Yeah, the answer is no. I mean, these are athletes, but they're also businessmen. Right, right. This is their own brand. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, right. And what do, we, what do people, you know, the word brand, what does that mean? I want to maximize my potential while I can because it may not be here tomorrow. Yeah. It has a, it has a lot to do with, you know what I'm saying, you know, young guy being a running back position. It's just an awful position in the NFL, man. It really is. Yeah. It's one of the ones that, you know, I was, I'm still surprised and shocked. That these running backs got the money that they got, the Christian McCaffreys, the Ezekiel yes, Ellis, that's yes. Saquon Barkley's. I, I'm, I'm surprised that they even got their money. Yeah, the Barkley Saquon didn't get his money yet, right? Nope, yeah, no. got paid. He's yet. a free yeah. agent. The and Barrett, they get beat up yep. bad on top yep. of everything else. Yep, I mean, I mean, the only guy that really, the only two guys really, really got their money were Christian McCaffrey and Zeke. I think Zeke got like what eighty million or something like that. Mm-hmm. Let me see what's, he, what's Zeke's contract. Yeah, and and both of those organizations, in hindsight, regret those deals. Yep. Dallas can't say it, but Carolina absolutely does. I mean, because first of all, they don't you can't stay healthy. It, it's really hard to, to consistently get the ball at that position. Like Derrick Henry's getting paid too, right? I mean, he he got he got his big contract. Here's here's the top five 
what running backs are paid for 2022. Yeah. Derrick Henry, 14 million. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott, 12.4 million. Alvin Kamara, 11.5 million. Dalvin Cook, 8.9 million. Joe Mixon, of all running backs, I never thought Joe Mixon would have been in the top five. Mm. Joe Mixon, 8.7 million. Okay. Mm. That's not including the, these are just, okay. So now that was total cash for 2022 base salary, base salary for 22 Zeke 12, four Dalvin cook, eight, three Joe Mixon, eight Saquon Barkley, 7.2 Austin Eckler, 5.5. Okay. That's not including workout bonus money, um, contract value cap hit, all that stuff. Uh, those are just just upfront numbers. It, it's now will Miles Sanders make that kind of money? I think he should make more money than a Joe Mixon, based on the season this year. Are the Eagles going to pay? Are the Eagles going to pay Miles Sanders eight point seven million for two thousand twenty three? I don't see it. I don't see it. I honestly, do not see it. I don't see it either. I will not want to have to pay so many people. No, also. no. Yeah, yeah I, and look, I mean. It's not fair, but you know, life isn't fair. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I think I think he'll try to do everything he can to bring Bradbury back um, because he and Slayer are a, are a great team. Yeah, they can do everything he can. I don't know. Gardner Johnson's kind of a wild card, and he, he you know, safety or corner, not really sure. Uh, J- Joseph and Sue probably aren't back. I don't know. Yeah, it's. Yeah, look. That, well, anyway, th- these are good problems to have, though. I mean, it, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if these guys walk and you win a, the championship, you can figure it out. Um, it seems strange to say with an eleven and one team, but what are your questions for this team going forward? What are your areas of concern? In terms That's, of what? When you say question, what do you mean? Uh, w- something that could bite them. Uh, run defense. Uh, you mean just for this season? Yeah. Well, I would say injuries. I will start with injuries. They've been very fortunate up to this point. But as we've talked about a few moments ago, you've got three, not just football games coming up, you've got three division wars coming up. And the teams on the other side need those games as much, if not more, than you do. So it's going to be their Super Bowl. Those three games are the opponent's Super Bowls. Okay. So everything is magnified a little bit more. The hits are a little bit more intense. The jaw jacking escalates. Uh, the extracurricular stuff es- escalates as well. Um, so I would say the injury factor is is big for me. Okay. How about you, Barry? Um, I, I think the safety position is, is something I'm concerned about. The safety position. Um, we got some major needs, not just next year, but this year. Um, yes. We've 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 gotten by by what we have back there now. Uh, Reed Blankenship, can he you know continue to play at the level he's playing at? I'm hoping so, but I'm not all the way locked in and 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 and, and you know reassured that he will. He he hadn't been really really tested, so that's probably the probably the only real um, concern that I have. Besides, because because I know I, I know at this point that Dallas Goddard is coming back, mm-hmm. so I, if I know he's coming back, I'm good. I'm good with him in the tight end position. If he when he gets back, he'll he'll be more than adequate. Um, with with um, with Jack Stoll will be more than adequate with 
with you know Dallas Goddard going forward. We'll be we'll be cool with them, with those just those two. But when you look at what we have at the safety position, it's just so thin right now. Like yeah. a corner position, we're fine. I think with the guys we have there, you got you know Zeke. Uh, McFer- Zach, I mean, Zach, Zach McPherson, he's there. You've got um, Josiah Scott still playing. Uh, Maddox is coming back. So I think we'll be cool there. But right now, the only thing keeping us from running a dime front and having just five corners out there, well, one um, one safety and, and five corners out there is, you know, the fact that we have Maddox coming back, you know, if anybody else get hurt, we're screwed. We're screwed royally. I just don't see – we don't have the depth right now at the safety position. Okay. I, I think they're all fair concerns. I Look, I, I'm, I'm – I feel good about where the run defense is, but I need to see it a little bit more uh, consistently. I need to see it this week because of this. if you could shut down or contain Saquon, you're going to win, odds are, and throw Daniel Jones in there running around. So I want to see the run defense a little bit. Um, you, you guys made a good point with the tight end. I think the pass rush consistency, they've been much better lately, but I want to see them be more consistent too. That's a, that's a big part of it for me also. So I would say those two things, um, and I'm not going to all of a sudden think that special teams is fixed because they've had a good week. Right. So I'm still there with special teams where I need to see it a little bit more. So they would be my uh, my areas of concern here. All right, we come back. Uh, We're going to dip into the Giants a little bit more. What the game plan is, how do you contain Barkley? Uh, Jalen going back there after a rough go last season. We'll do all those things when we come back a little bit more on the Birds and the G-Men. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Barrett, Derek, Rob. Let's talk about ProAction Restoration. ProAction Restoration is the place that you reach out to if your home or business experiences the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be, any of those and more. All right. Pro action restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I know I've gone through it and it was a Saturday. I was worried that it was the weekend that I wouldn't be able to get anybody that the flooding in my parents' basement was just going to get worse. I called them. They got right out there. The crew was professional. They were clean. The price was reasonable. They are licensed, bonded and fully insured. And they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. So they are very reputable. ProAction Restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. So if you've had issues or you know, or you potentially do with water, fire, smoke, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Take this number down, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760. Or you could reach out online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. 
One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in hour number two of the program. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network with you on this Thursday. Hope you're doing great out there. All right, so uh, Eagles back uh, at New York, North Jersey, uh, this week, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, interestingly enough, so they went down there and lost last year 13-7. to And it was a game where, despite the fact that he rushed for 77 yards on eight carries, it was not Jalen Hurts' finest moment in New York. Uh, he was 14 for 31, 129 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions, and a 17.5 passer rating. E- extremely uncharacteristic, the three turnovers and the, and the no touchdowns. Um, I don't know. I mean, the way that he's wired, do you think he's even thinking about that game last year there? No. much. Different, I don't either. Much different quarterback. He was basically – a rookie going through the trials and tribulations last year. He wasn't even close to be the, the, the complete quarterback that he is right now. He didn't, he had a rookie in Devontae Smith. He was throwing to, he did not have a, um, an AJ Brown at his disposal. Um, he didn't have a defense that was giving them short fields more times than not last year. Um, completely different scenario. Uh, compared to what he was just a season ago. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think he's a different player, and I also don't think he lets that kind of stuff seep into his thought process where it could affect yeah. him negatively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Barrett disagrees. Yeah, I, I kind of disagree on that because I know that he thought, man, last time I was up there, I was hurt, number one. 
Number two, I played terribly up there, and that's the last. That's the last way that fan base up there saw me. You know what I mean? And then they, you know, we we eventually beat him down here. He played in that game, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. But he, you know, it's it's. I would use it as a chip. You know what I'm saying? Just like you know, Mike. You know, Michael Jordan. He would find little things to to to, to piss himself off to go out there and play at a high level. I would use that as a chip. Last time I was up here, I played horribly. I let them affect me. They, you know, they did this to me. I had three picks. I'd be kind of, I'd be kind of perturbed right now if I was him. I think, I think his only chip, Barrett, is the fact that we have to keep this thing rolling because we have to secure the number one seed. I think that's the biggest chip on his shoulder. Yeah, well, that'll be the biggest, but. Sometimes you get a little bit of you need a little bit of something to to get that extra fire, the extra tenacity, that extra oomph to piss you off. You know, like every days I don't even feel like coming on a show, and then I come on, I have to get that extra oomph to make sure I make you mad in some type of way. Barry, you can't make me mad. You can't get to me. I've known you too long. You can't get to me. I get. Let's be honest here. Let's 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 be honest for a moment. I can get under your skin a lot quicker than you can get oh, under my skin. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I and I take pride in that. Absolutely. You do. You do. You you definitely do. <laughs> you definitely do. Right now, see, I'm getting under his skin, Rob, because he has to admit it. See, he's like, man, I can't believe uh D, I gotta agree with D Gun on this one again. I just can't <laughs> believe it. Yeah, you're right, D Gun. Right again, D Gun. Yeah, it's never easy. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, yeah, but it's gonna be interesting. Like they didn't play well as a team. Now, the question is, you look so Everything looks so different. First of all, the Giants are vastly different. New head coach, yep. you know, some well, different you, personnel. Do you hear what Kevin Savard is saying? What? He said, not to mention his love for uh, the Dable. His yeah, I don't know if he has love for him. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, he did praise him this week, but uh, Dable was on the staff, I think, when he when he got benched for Tua. Now, again, I, do I think Jalen's hanging on to that stuff? I don't know, Barrett. You, you, you're, you seem to yes. think that every athlete has a little bit of yeah. that there. human, man. He's human, man. I mean, even yeah. though he seems like he's a machine, you know, you, you, tend, you, know, you want to sometimes, sometimes say, I told you so. You want to sometimes say, look, I, I, I had to redeem myself. You know, I had to vindicate myself. I had to go out there and make sure, you know, what you saw up there wasn't who I was and who I am. Let me show you. Let me give you what you come to see now. You know what I'm saying? He wants yeah. an out at eye moment. Yeah. Uh, well, look, that could be the case. And, and he certainly would be poised to do it here uh, in this game. Eagles are seven-point favorites in the game, uh, for what it's worth, against the uh, Giants. All right, so let me ask you guys this. Um, how would you? How are you game-planning this thing, Barrett? I'll start with you on this. And, you know, in particular, let's go with the Eagles' defense. We know what Saquon Barkley, what percentage of their offense he is, both running and catching the ball. Uh, we also know they, they they don't present a real scary core uh, with their receivers for sure. So what are you doing? How are you game planning this one um, against the Giants? If you are Jonathan Gannon, you don't necessarily do the same thing you did against uh, King Henry. I think you do more so what you did against Green Bay. Understand it that um, Jones was more than just a guy that ran in between the tackles. He was more than a running back. He was a guy that knows how to catch out the backfield, and we know that A. Rod loves to throw to him. So we had to approach that defense in a different capacity because we knew we knew that we had to cover him and we knew we had to account for his whereabouts on the field. Kind of the same thing with Saquon. They have to account for wherever he goes. Wherever he goes, the ball is going. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, kind of the same defense that you had there. You got to have this, you know, you're going to play a lot of that 50 front, you know, that, that odd front where you cover the center and both guards up. You'll still do that. So you don't run in between the tackles, but you're going to bring the extra defender in the box also, not just from, a, um, not just for, you know, stopping the run, but more so making sure that you have an athlete that's a safety on Saquon Barkley, somebody that can run with Saquon as opposed to a linebacker who may not be able to run with him. Like you don't want TJ Edwards lined up one-on-one with, so you call Saquon Barkley. You want a guy that can run with him, maybe even high low him. You know what I'm saying? Bracket him, coverage him a little bit. Now, who who would you say? You said you, obviously who would it be for you? Who are you who are you utilizing there? At, at the most, you know, Epps. Okay, you know, have Epps it. around him. Yep. Um, either Epps or Casier White. Mm. Yeah, Casier White two. can run. I mean, he yeah. can run well enough that he could. Yep. He can handle that kind of duty. See, the, the only difference between the Giants and, and the Titans is this. You have a quarterback that can get a he can bust you for 100 yards running the ball. I'm more fearful of Daniel Jones running the ball than I am him throwing the ball. Hmm. Because if you control Saquon, they don't have the receiving core to do a lot of damage against this team. I mean, think about it. You know, there's a bunch of no-names up there catching passes mm-hmm. for him. You know, the tight end, I'm not worried about the tight end position at He's much. a rookie. Yeah. He's a rookie. I'm not worried about it. If you control Saquon, if you can put apps on him out in the passing game, have him shadow him, you know, whenever he starts going in motion, you you can go man up against their receivers. Well, and have a good Seals, measure of success. Seals is pretty good, man. Seals is showing the capacity to get loose, man. Who David was it David Seals? Da- yeah, David yeah. Seals. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. But what are, what are his overall numbers? What are what are his overall numbers right you now? Yeah, they're not great. Uh, he's only played I'm gonna say like nine games, maybe. I, I was looking. Uh, let me see if I'm, I might be wrong on that. I was looking at them, their numbers earlier. Uh, nine games. Uh, he, okay. he, yeah, eleven catches, 106 yards. Uh, the guys you, you worry about are Slayton, Richie James, if they're healthy. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, I don't. There's not a lot to worry about, honestly. They're just not that good. I, the only I, the only thing I worry about, Rob, is Brian Dable's ability to come up with gadget plays and catch defenses off guard. Yeah, he is very good at that. I've seen four Giants games this year. He is very good at coming up. And some of those gadget plays are the reasons why they won certain games that they won. Yeah, he is very good at coming up with plays of deception, as he did in Buffalo, and he carried that over to New York with lesser talent and still was able to make these things work. Yeah, he look he he's obviously they have two guys. If you're if you're looking at um, he brought over uh who did, he he what does he have there? Does he have Kafka there? Yes, Kafka Kafka's is all coordinated. Yeah, so he yeah, has yeah. Kafka. Yeah, that's two good minds. Kafka obviously learned at the feet of Andy, and he's got Dable, and you have Dable. And then the other side, you have Wink Martindale. That's what I mean. Like this is a well-coached team. They can compensate for some of these shortcomings. Yes, that they have. and they have you know? up to this point. Yeah, and just to stay on the offense, the thing is, even even beyond last year, you guys remember this? Daniel Jones typically hurts the Eagles with his legs. You he remember does. The, the year he ripped off that he big does. one of the turf monster got him, or he 80, went yeah. to the house. Yeah, yeah, he went eighty something yards or whatever it was. So he's hurt them. So you got you do you can't just overlook them, even though on paper you're kind of like mm, I don't know, I, like I'm I am too. I'm like there's not much here. Other well, than you, you look at the last five games, then you have to ask the question: Have the laws of averages finally caught up to them? Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, one three and one in the last five is a telling tale, also. Well, look at Saquon's game log. Yep, Derek, he's gone. 63 yards, 39 yards, 22 yards. Yep. He's averaged 1.5, 3.5, 3.5 on the ground the last three games. 
against so, Washington, Dallas, and Detroit. So you so you control Saquon, and you control that offense is basically what we're saying here. And the Eagles have the person. Eagles have more than enough personnel. You look at his numbers against the last three opponents. The Eagles' per- personnel on defense by far is much better than his previous three opponents. Mm-hmm. If Jonathan Gannon is smart, emulate some of the things that the other teams have done, you control their offense, plain and simple. Yep. You know, Saquon is their offense. Saquon opens up a lot of things. If he gets going, now you've got to commit more people to the box, which might get you in certain one-on-one situations. But Daniel Jones, is to me, still is not that passer. He's not that passer. I'm worried about putting up 40, 45 passes a game and kill you. He's not, he's not that accurate. He's not. Right. No, he's not. He's, he's not. Sure. He's not at all. You know, he he's, no. he's he's a functional quarterback in yes. the NFL. You yes, know? he is. He yes. um he's not going to blow you away with stats. No, but he has a means in which he can make you pay. Absolutely. If you if you take him lightly, that's what it is. If you take him lightly, think, oh, this is just Daniel Jones. That's when he lights you up. But if you go in with a serious attitude, like, all right, this kid can run number one. You got to keep him in the pocket. You got to rush him accordingly. You got to make sure you account for his ability to run. Keep him in a position where he has to pass the ball. Your DBs are good enough on the outside. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You can cover those guys. You know, Ricky John, uh, Richie James does not scare me. No. No. Darius Slayton is good. Yes. But he's not one of the top wide receivers in the league. It's not like we're looking at him like we looked at Justin Jefferson. Uh No, in the past, he's been an Eagles killer, but. The, he played Eagles teams that didn't have the kind of personnel they have now. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. When you're playing against, you know, Rasul Douglases, you know, yeah, you could he can get he can get by those guys, uh, but he's he's not getting past our guys. Let's go to the other side. Um, there, a lot of injuries they're dealing with. The Dory Jackson, yep. Uh, Leonard Williams, uh, huge. You know, these are you talking Renee about Holmes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Major pieces, right? Who uh, you know, a couple of them we don't status up in the air right now but um their defense and they're led by a good coordinator in in wink martindale but they have some players on that side of the ball so offensively how are you going at them barrett you got to run right at them um right now their best defensive lineman is is dexter lawrence Mm -hmm. although they got their pass rushers back uh wasn't there ojalary yes aziz ojalary yeah he's good but i mean i don't think that he's going to be able to out physical the guys we have you know, I think our, our tackles will have good days against both pass rushers, both, you know, um, Kayvon Thibodeau and um, Ojalary. Mm-hmm. I think we'll, we'll bowl well against them. We got to run it up the middle. And this is where um, you're going to get you're gonna get good dose of, of, of Dexter Lawrence one-on-one with our guards. If, can they hold up? I like our chances. But, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a load, man. You know, the former guy from uh, – he went to Clemson. From a first rounder, he's shown to be the best defensive lineman right now. So, but we have to run the ball on running between the tackles. You don't want to have, you don't want to wink um, calling up blitzes against passing situations. That's what he does best. Yes, blitzing. He's aggressive. So yeah, so we we want to run the ball consistently, bid it third and manageable, third and two, third and one, uh, to to have the time to run the ball and have to you know also play against the run when they when they play us. He's going to make he's going to make Jalen Hurts make quicker decisions with the ball. Absolutely. He's going to make – and Barrett's right. If you can get him in third and short, even in third and five situations, third yep. and six, third and seven, he's, he's bringing people from somewhere. 
Absolutely. Somehow, somewhere, he's bringing people. And even if they don't get the sack, they're going to force Jalen to get the ball out of his hands or make Jalen make a decision a lot quicker. You know, you look at you look at some of the great throws that Jalen made, deep balls in, in particular, it's because the line held up and let Jalen stand back there and, and pat the ball a few seconds before he unloaded a strike to these guys. Yeah. Um, Wink Martindale is not going to let Jalen Hurts just sit back in the pocket. No. It's just I not think- his M.O. I think one of the things that wasn't talked about enough from last week's game um, and going back and watching it is how clean Jalen was a lot. I mean, against oh Tennessee. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, big Bar- Barrett could have thrown a deep ball in that. Well, pocket. why it's even more interesting is, you know, we went into the game th- talking about how the pass blocking yep. from the O line was, yep. was huge struggling a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's the most remarkable thing about last week's win is the, the three areas that we really went in saying, I don't know, we're, we're all like crushed it. Pass blocking really well, run defense really well, special teams played really well. I mean, all the above. And that's that's what a good team does. They well, work I would, on their weaknesses I, and get better I, each week. I would throw also in overall physicality. Yeah, Everybody yeah. talked about Tennessee's physicality, and the Eagles matched it from start to finish. That, that was big also. It was The big thing, man, is, is you're right, physicality. You know, going out there – not matching their physicalness, but going over and overwhelming them and being more physical than they were. It caught them off guard in all actuality. They were like, damn, these cats coming off the rock. You know, you we're going to stop you from running the rock. We're going to try to stop you from running the rock, but we can't do it. You know, they tried to stop us from running the rock. They kept that extra guy in. Right. But when we wanted to, we ran it. But we were like, well, why should we run it? Why should we bump our head against the wall? We can just throw the ball down the field all day. Mm-hmm. You know, your pass rushers can't beat us. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I was surprised and shocked how good our tackles held up against their rush ends. Yeah, I'm just checking my notes here. So, Bud all right. Dupree. Um, he was yeah, canceled. Bud, Bud, yeah, you didn't hear his name, right? Nope, nope. nope. He was canceled. He was canceled. That's interesting. Um but I'm trying, you know, going in, I'm, I'm just looking at what to attack here, you know, regarding the Giants defense. So defensively, you know, not bad. I mean, they're 12th in points allowed, which is pretty good. Twenty, They give up 21 per game. But uh, they're they're awful against the run, is the, uh, the, the Giants defense. They're 26th, and they're 18th against the pass. So you should be able to pound it on them. Yep. Yeah. I mean, just like you know, stream is saying, you just run into Thibodeau. Thibodeau's little. He's little, and he just wants to get upfield. Right. He he wants to just get sacks, and he's athletic as hell. But I mean, that's what he wants to do. Uh, Ozilary wants to do the same thing. He wants to get upfield. He wants to generate pressure. You run at those guys, or run run draw plays, run screens, take advantage of their um their their want to get up the field, throw in behind them, Mm. or run in behind them. This should be a big game. A big running game for us, a big rushing game for us. We should we should dominate the line of scrimmage yep. and push them around. You know, uh, yep. they're they're bro, just like he said, Jalen Smith is at linebacker. That's wild. Yeah, we talked to Jordan <laughs> Raynon yesterday, uh, who gave us some good insights on the Giants. If you want to check it out, go to jacobsports.com, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Uh, we we had him on yesterday uh, around one thirty. Uh, well, let me ask you guys this. I, I We've talked about the playoff picture. We know the Eagles have a bye. We know Seattle would play Minnesota right now. The Giants would play San Francisco right now, and Dallas would play Tampa right now. Uh, for you guys, who's the biggest threat here? Who scares you the most? 
Barrett, I, you, you, usually when Derek and I talk about San Fran, you 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 lose your mind. So I'll, I'll let Barrett go first. I'll yeah. give you first crack uh, of who scares you the most here. Just, I mean, not really scaring me, Dallas. You know, just because they can rush the passer. If you get it up, um, and you let them go out there and, and score on you, and put you in a position where you have to go match point for point with them. Dallas can creep up on you, and, and next thing you know, you know the game has gotten away from you. They can rush the passer, and they and it looks like they're just rushing like fifteen people, but they're only rushing five because they slant and 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 move their line so well, you know, run stunts so well that that's why they um that's why they they you know they're they're a very good defense. Their defensive line can rush the passer. If just blow them off the ball, you'll be fine. You know, you you'll have a great game against them. You'll you'll make them start yelling at themselves. All you got to do is get up on them. They'll implode. They'll start, you know, yelling at each other. They'll, they'll, you know, stick to staking them in themselves. But you got to get them to that point. So Dallas, the only team that I say that I would, you know, think about um, having a legitimate shot of competing with. How about you, Derek? You already know who I'm going to say. You already know. San Fran. Absolutely. Their defense has only given up one touchdown in the last four games in the second half. Um, they're one of the few teams in the league that can consistently get pressure on a quarterback with the four men up front. Uh, I, yeah, we understand they got they got a they got a farm hand named Purdy, quarterback of the team right now. Uh, you know, and you know he he functioned well in in emergency situation against a pretty good team. Now they played a pretty good defense in in Miami's defense. Now they're going to play an even better defense against Tampa Bay, okay? Now, Tampa Bay's offense has let them down, but the defense has finally gotten healthy, and they held – break. You know, I mean, they, they played a pretty tough game. They're pretty tough. So I want to see what he can do against Tampa Bay's defense. And then the next game, they got to play Seattle. So those two games, Seattle can put up points on you in a minute. Tampa Bay's defense is a real good defense. Um can he win a shootout? Can he can he survive against a stout defense? Those are two big question marks over a span of eight days. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm still going to say San Francisco right now because of the style of football they play. They don't score a lot of points, but they don't let you score a lot of points as well. All right. I, I think it's an interesting debate, and I think the Jimmy G injury really could potentially change things, and we'll get into this with our NFC um, power rankings in a little bit. I would have to, if you're forcing me to say one or the other, and I'm forcing myself uh, here, but I would probably go Dallas 1, San Fran 2, and it's really close. I just don't know, for all the reasons you just laid out, Derek, that Brock Purdy in a big spot in a playoff game right. is going to play right. the way he played when he when he came in there against Miami in a regular well, I agree. season game. I agree. As good as their defense is, you know, at some point you're putting pressure on your he, – he, he could potentially put a lot of pressure on his defense if they're not scoring anything. Um, so that, that part of it's going to be interesting to me is just to see how he progresses here and how much better he gets as time goes on. Or if teams now, you know, having a look, some tape on him from college and in that game, how they attack him and, and what he looks like. But Dallas is pretty healthy, you know, for the most part right now. Um, well, they lost, um, who oh, other than Anthony lose? Brown, Anthony yeah. Brown, other than the, Anthony Brown. the thing that's interesting about Dallas is Dallas, Dallas can go in a feeding frenzy at a given moment with things yeah. Minnesota and Indianapolis. Okay. You look at how this Eagles team fought tooth and nail to beat Indianapolis. Dallas went on a feeding frenzy against Indianapolis. 
Dallas went on a feeding frenzy in Minnesota. They held Minnesota to no touchdown. Nobody has done that to Minnesota, even, even though the Eagles smoked them. Nobody has done that to Minnesota the entire season, and you did it in Minnesota's backyard. But Dallas also defensively is undisciplined. When things are going bad is when they step out of character. Mm-hmm. They're not real disciplined defense. They're lightning fast defense. I still say they are the fastest defense in the NFL. I think Miami would be considered second. Yeah. They are the fastest defense in the NFL up front. But they also are undisciplined at times. And when things are going bad, you see them step out of character. Yep. You know, so that's where I think if you can get Dallas in your backyard um and, and get on top of them early, they start to unravel. Yeah. And I and I think that's where you start to think about is it, is the moment going to get to Mike McCarthy? Is the moment going right. to get Dak? Because we've seen the moment get to those guys before. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how Purdy is going to respond in those kind of settings. You know, and then there's other teams to look at. There's Minnesota, which we've talked about a lot on the show. There's, you know, there's other teams that would be in in I consideration. Buy, I ain't buying Minnesota. Can't yeah, buy. well, I hear you. Um, there's still Tampa. There's still Brady. There's still a defense. It's pretty good there. The, you know, there's, there's a skeleton. There's bones of something there in Tampa. I don't know exactly what it looks like here, but um, you got Seattle. You got the Giants. I, I, you know, I don't know if anybody else busts into the party you know so to speak here uh from an nfc perspective i mean the other teams that are on the outside looking in right now are washington uh detroit atlanta by the way atlanta named desmond ritter the starter they benched mariota yeah Uh that's worth um but so that's you know just the other teams that are there that could creep in that you could maybe face if they pulled off some upsets early See, when I look at when I look at that 49ers defense, it's like when you have a dog, you know, and if you're playing with a dog, you know, dogs like to play toys and they want you to play tug of war with you. Or if they have something in their mouths and you're trying to get it out, it takes you forever to get it out of their mouths because they ain't letting go. And to me, 49ers are that kind of defense. They like to clamp down on people. They like to win ugly. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not a team that just just wows you with 35, 38 points a game. They can play. They're an even keel team. Right. You know, D'Amico Ryan says a very even keel defense. They play the same way no matter what. They step to the line of scrimmage and they tell you, beat us at what we do. Okay. They try to they all they want to do is contain you, keep everything in front and and if and they're physical as well. You know, offensively, the biggest question mark is can farmhand purdy can you know, can he keep his can he keep his knees from rattling like like Elvis says? You know he's he, from Arizona, right? Yeah, I know, I know. Okay. But can you keep can you keep Purdy's knees? In the lines of an Elvis Presley song from Shake, Rattle, and Rolling. Can you oh, keep his God. knees in a big moment from Shake, Rattle, and Rolling? You yeah. Know, I, yeah. You and we don't know. We, we, that, we That's impossible to answer right now. Um, and, you know, I, and we don't know. We'll uh, beat him up up front, man. You know, maybe. Like, maybe. I, you're it's right, you're still right. maybe to it, man. I don't I mean, disagree. Parrish's favorite tackle, McGlinchy. Yeah, you know, McGlinchy. we'll beat him. Oh, it, it'll be over. I had to tee him up for that. Oh, it'll be over on him, man. We'll, we'll have three sacks against him. They be trying to take turns. They be pushing each other over, trying to get over to his side. They, they don't want to go over the other side, though. It's all he. No, you don't want any parts of the left side. You don't want to be on the le- deal with the left side of that. Offense. Yeah, you don't want uh, any parts Williams over there, man. But everybody else, man, you could. It, and then you look on defense, man. Everybody's talking about how good they are. Bosa against our tackles. He'll win some. We'll lose some. We'll win the most. You know, the majority of them will win. I'll put it like this. Right now, the way my lot is playing, I'd I'd put both on my lot aside all day. He's Bosa's gotten better though. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. he's gotten a lot better. 
And then, um, then you know, these talk about these linebackers. Yeah, Fred Warner and and Greenlaw are really good linebackers, but I will put Kelsey and the rest of them guys up front on them linebackers all day, and we will punish them, punish them. Yeah, that's what we specialize in. Mm-hmm. True, getting to the second level and beating up on linebackers. We would that's a great punish point. Them. Yeah, that's where you really see the athleticism. The only person I really fear on that on that on that team i have to say is that that tight end man kittle 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 is the real deal hold up i fear debo more than i fear kittle no i fear them both you know why (laughs) because uh, it's true but but see kittle you know where he's gonna be it's just you gotta you gotta you need eight men to tackle that dude yeah debo i love how they move him around to, to and the thing is he doesn't need that big of a seam to make you pay. This dude's got a third gear, not a second gear. He's got a third gear that's that's crazy. He's going to run it. He'll run it more in the playoffs. Yeah. He's, not, he's not fast. What? What? He's not fast. No, he's not fast. He's, he's not quick. Fast. He's quick fast. He, he's he, not he, fast fast. He's he's, he's, he, he he gets up to speed really fast. That's what Yes. Yes. But he's not like he's not like running away from anybody. He's not doing that. He's just but, quick more so than anything. And then I mean I, I in saying that, I challenge Tell me one DB that they have on their team that strikes fear in you. Jimmy Ward, no, Jimmy Ward's pretty good. Jimmy, Jimmy Ward's pretty good, but I, but it's the front set. It's the concept of D'Amico's front seven that's the big problem. You know, there have been good teams where the front seven can hide the deficiencies on the back end. I think they do a very good job of hiding the deficiencies on the back end. You look at the numbers across the board, what they've done against opponents. The only opponent that really blew them out early in the season was Kansas City. Kansas City put up 44 points on them. And then I'll say this. Look at how they've played since then. You you, you know you know what the all the the the, the thing that this just all the way takes all that away? Hmm. Our running attack. When we hit yeah. them in the mouth. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You put you hit them in the mouth, all that running around, being fast. No, you you be physical with them and go out there and punch them in the mouth. It, it all that be 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 null and void. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? You when you can't pass rush. Yeah, you get hit in the mouth, you get frustrated. You start getting out of character. You start doing things that you don't yeah. necessarily do. That's exactly what happened against Dallas when we played them. That's what happens against everybody when you play against this offensive line. That's the that right there. That's the that's the that's the big thing that nobody really talks about when we're talking about these defensive fronts. You know, yeah, oh Dallas, this you know, it looks like got a thousand people come from a dollar direction. We just played against Dallas, and we said we in all the directions they was coming in. Was hitting him in the mouth right there. We won. Okay, who do you who do you who do you say has a better front seven? Forty. Now I said front seven. 49ers or Washington? Washington. Front seven. Washington. Whose linebackers are better? They have one like well, when you look at their linebackers. Uh, Fred Warner is better than Greenlaw. Fred Warner. I think Fred Warner is the best inside linebacker in the game right now. He's got yeah, 83 okay. tackles. Greenlaw has 88. Those I two, think those two are, those two are, are monsters. a lot. Monsters. TJ Warner, Edwards has 105. Okay. Warner has and pass defense. He, he's a versatile guy. Okay. Then, then our, let's go. If you look at the Washington, Washington, their front four, their front four is the best front four in the league. In the league, bar none. Hmm. In the league, Sweat and Chase. Chase who? Chase Young. When Chase he Young. Back. Yeah, and played this year. 
He's playing now. Okay. This he, he didn't play this year. They were doing this before Chase Young. Yeah, exactly. Allen and Payne are, are, are as nasty inside as Okay, I think I think Washington's predi- success against the run is predicated on the two D tackles. Exactly. Monte- Montez Sweat yeah. is good, but I don't think he's great. Montez Sweat is, is better than who, who they have brushing You think he's better side? than Nick Bosa? No. Okay, so that's a wash there. Now they now two for one. I give Dallas uh, no question. I give Washington the edge in the D tackle department. No, not not the edge. The side advantage, like yes, uh, Armstead and Givens have, don't have a shot. <laughs> you have two Pro Bowlers in there. You got you got Nick Bosa on that defensive line. That's it, Nick Bosa. That's it. You got you got Payne, Allen, and Sweat, and now you have Young. Come on, who, man. who has the better coordinator? Well, the, I I will say this to back up Barrett's point. When, after Bosa, which is fourteen and a half, it's a lot. You drop off a cliff. You got a you got three and a half from Ibukam. Uh, you, you you got four from uh, I got the old name team here. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, uh, but they do. They, there's there's a big fall off after that. Absolutely, that's what okay, I'm saying. No. Everybody's scared of you're scared of Nick Bosa. You're scared of Greenlaw. I ain't say scared of nobody. I ain't I ain't, afraid, I ain't say afraid of nobody. I said, who has the better concept scheme concept? There's nobody in the league has a better scheme. The Eagles are a close second. Well, not come in, in terms of results. Let's put it like this. Not in terms of results, the 49ers are the best of the best right now. They, and I don't disagree don't do with anything, you. They don't do anything different. They just I, line up a play. Yes. I, bear, I don't disagree the with you. The better coordinator in all actuality is, 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 uh, is, is um, Washington. You better than D'Amico Ryan's? Absolutely. I don't Absolutely. agree with that. I'm Absolutely. not about to agree Absolutely. with that. I am not Absolutely. agreeing with that. No way, shape, or form do I agree with that. After, bro, I'm telling he's he, he's still young. He's still wet behind the ears, man. Who? Uh, D'Amico. And look at his results. Look at the results he has. Bro, look at the linebackers that he has. Look at the one that rush in he has. It's just those two. And, and he, I, I will say this. There's safety. I don't say his name. Ufanga. I can't. I can't. Fuzzer is name. the second coming of 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 of, of Troy Polamalu. He's the second coming. Bear, I just I want him to be good just so we have to say his name. That's why I want him. No other reason. In, in a in a day and age in a game where bad offenses accidentally average three hundred yards a game, okay, 49ers give up two eighty three a game, seventy five. Who's ranked higher? Who's ranked higher right now, Washington or or the Forty ers Forty ers they're ranked higher right now. Yes, they're the number one defense in the league. They give up fifteen points a game. They stress people. I'm not. I'm not saying they're the end all to be all because every team has a flaw. I'm just saying in terms of orchestrating a defense, putting players in strategic positions. Nobody's better in the league than the Forty ers at what they do. Yeah, you see, they Look give up. The they give up. Like put in perspective, they give up fifteen point eight points per game. Eagles they stress. Give, yes. Eagles are really good. They give up. Yes, Eight, eighteen points. Yes, Eagles are excellent. Yes, yeah. I agree. There's no question about it. But we're talking about Washington versus compared to the 49ers. Right. How did Washington twice have success in terms of defending the run? And it starts with those two Pro Bowl tackles, no question about it. But when you look at overall, the coordinator, personnel overall, how it's utilized consistently, there's nobody in the league right now based on the stats better than the 49ers. Yeah. There's nobody. Yeah. And that's but, all I'm saying. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with Barrett one iota. I'm just saying in terms of 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 concept, consistent concept, 
They do the same thing every week. It reminds me of that Tampa Bay defense from two years ago. Tampa Bay defense never stepped out of character. You're nobody right. could nobody could if you beat Tampa Bay, you earned everything you got against that Tampa Bay defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you beat the 49ers defensively, you're gonna earn everything you get. They ain't giving you nothing. Do they have the best personnel across the board? No. And I'll sit here and agree with Barrett all day in terms of man for man. When you talk Washington, overall, I give him the edge on the D tackle. I cannot give him the edge on the linebacking play. And I think the secondary is a wash. I think both of them have flaws in the secondary. But the 49ers are much better in their front seven in terms of consistency than Washington is. And I think that I'll, I'll give Ryan's, you that. I'll, I'll, I'll give yeah. you that. I'll give you that. I'll and I think D'Amico Ryans is a much better coordinator than Washington's coordinator. And and I love Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio has the experience. But D'Amico Ryans I was just saying because I was just saying because experience, you know what I'm saying? He oh, did. yeah, yeah. But D'Amico Ryans learned his lesson well from Robert Sala. There's no question about it because they're playing exactly how a Robert Sala defense played. And that, that, that's the only that. thing I'm saying. Well know? said. Yeah, well said. All right, good, good debate. I like it, man. I like it. I, like I it. love it, Come on. My shoulder hurt. Hydrate. Stretch. I wish we could do this every day. We do it every day. Not like this, though. This is good stuff. Not like Stop trying to be politically correct, Rob. <laughs> um, all right, why don't we come back, and we'll hit a bunch of different things. Uh, we'll stay with the Eagles, uh, and we'll also dig in on what's going on around uh, Philadelphia sports. But also, we come back. Man. Uh, at, at two o'clock, we will get into the entire NFL picture. Two things we're going to do NFC power rankings, which may come into play with some of the discussions we had here, non quarterback MVP conversation. So we're going to exclude the, exclude the pretty boys who play quarterback. We're going to take them out of it. We're going to get the other guys, give them a little love. <laughs> you know, okay. it ended up being a lot harder than I thought it was. Gonna I be. know, right? I know. I it know. Is, it is interesting, though. I like it. I See, I'd like to be able to mix some defense, some, you know, I have defense, running backs, receivers. Everybody's in there. Right. right I have uh, I have two offensive players, two defensive players. Good. Good. Yeah. I like it. All right. Let's hit it. Uh, we'll come back, and we will dig a little bit more into all of those subjects. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right. I want to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Yes. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So ask yourself the question, do you have any issues with your yard, your property, your front, your back, whatever? You say, you know what? Ugh, this might be a problem. Well, if you do, there's just a quick phone call away. And there are experts trimming all types of trees and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. They specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, and tree pruning. So you have a lot of different options here. Now, keep in mind also, we have the storm season upon us, hurricane season, a lot of heavy winds. It's a great time to get those trees evaluated. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. That's 610 610- 850-2848 or online at flintreeservices.com. That's flintreeservices.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Welcome back in, everybody. Happy, happy Thursday, one and all. We are Sports Stake. Derek, Barrett, Rob, hanging out with you. Hey, I just saw, we'll, we'll get into um, the Philadelphia sports in a second, but Jason Garrett is a finalist for the Stanford yeah. head coaching gig. Mm. If that means I don't have to listen to him broadcast anymore, I am uh, Stanford. Uh, what do I need to do to make this happen? Oh, man. My man is brutal, okay? Oh, my goodness. Him and, him and Coach. Yawn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yawn fest. Like, um, what was the thinking there that he was going to be, you know, some kind of quality studio analyst? And right, you know, right, uh, right. Anyway. Every former player, every former coach thinks they can just automatically make the transition and be successful on this side of the, the microphone. It doesn't mm-hmm. always work that way. Hey, right. gentlemen, excuse me for a minute. I got to address this issue. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So, Barrett, let, let's hit a couple different things here, man. I uh, mentioned earlier at four o'clock. So what time is it? About two hours and 15 minutes the the Phillies will hold their uh their press conference to announce Trey Turner has become official and it is 11 years uh, look I think this is a great great move for a number of reasons one he's just a good hitter he's a yep. hitter not just a slugger which means you're not going to have the prolonged slumps that you get with some of the other guys in the Phillies excuse me lineup that you, you know with him 
he's going to be a table setter. So wherever you put him, whether that's leadoff or number two or whatever, he can handle it. He also gives you pop. He's going to hit 20. He's not, you know, not a power hitter, but he's got pop. He will drive in a lot of runs as well. Uh, he, he's a good shortstop. He's not a spectacular fielder, but he's a very good fielder. Um, and he is a base stealer in an era where not a lot of guys steal bases anymore. And he will effortlessly also, man. Yeah. And a great base runner. He is a great base. He's instinctually, this dude's a baller. Like, and I think Philadelphia fans, they've seen him enough, you know, with the Nats and, you know, then the Dodgers. So it's, he's no surprise to anybody, but I think when you get around, when you see him every day, there's going to be a further appreciation for how good he is. I really believe that. It, it just helps this organization out because, you know, now you do have somebody consistently going to get on the bases, man. It's not, we went through, we were just too much of a streaky club last year, too streaky. You know, either we were blasting in home runs, we weren't hitting anything at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't play a lot of small ball. Maybe with him, we'll change our philosophy just a little bit and play a little small ball at times. You know, we don't have to hit a home run every single time we get up at bat. And I think that's where the league has been going right now. Yep. I think you need to slow down a little, little stall, you know, slow down, do a little slow. If you don't have a pitching staff that's good enough, then you're going to have to score, man. And, and a lot of people think if, if you don't hit home runs, you're not going to be able to score. Yeah. No, let's get back to good old fundamentals, bunning, small ball, getting on base, running bases. You know, RPIs, I mean, you know, I mean RBIs have just, just been extinct these mm-hmm. days, bro. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to hitting a couple RBIs here, man. Yeah, well said, man. Well said. So I'm excited. I, I like what they did. I like that they didn't just, you know, approach the offseason like, hey, we got to the World Series, man. We, we just kind of run it back. No, they, they, uh, they're being aggressive, that's for sure. This one's also interesting. They, uh, they signed a guy in the Rule 5 draft, a guy named Noah Song. What is their fascination with Rule 5, man? I mean, ever yeah. since, what's his name, Hawaiian dude? What's his name? Uh, Shane Victorino. Yeah, yeah Victor, ever since Victorino, man. This is, you know, we want, you know, Rule 5 guys. Well, this is, uh, is kind of different. Like, this guy last pitched in professional baseball in 2019. <clears throat> he's, since then, he's been serving in the Navy. He's a military man. Wow, okay. So they okay. must have liked something from what they saw, but he – just keep your eye on uh, and, and you remember the name uh, Noah Song. So maybe that's something you, you kind of revisit if he ends up. Uh, I think he's, his service is, uh, is coming to an end and he'll be able to play. So we'll see what ends up happening here. Um, Flyers lost again to the Capitals. I mentioned this earlier. They're uh, nine, thirteen, and five on the season. They've lost thirteen to fifteen. Uh, not great, uh, but it's kind of what we expected this year. It's going to be a long slog. Um, the Sixers are playing tomorrow. Uh, they're going to have everybody basically except Maxi, so they're pretty healthy. The Lakers are have been playing better, but they're they're no great shakes either. So you know, you figure this would be a game that the Sixers could start getting on the get, getting back on track. I mean, LA comes in at ten and fourteen. Not that the Sixers are lighting the world on fire either. They're twelve and twelve, but. If you're going to start showing that you're a good team, and I know Maxie's out, but you got you got to be able to overcome some of this. You're relatively healthy. Got to start winning these games. I, unless we start getting a, a a new youth movement, man, we're just going to be right where we are, bro. I, I just can't see us getting any better because the game is passing us by. You know, we're the only team that has a big man that doesn't run the floor and shoot threes. You know, so yeah. It's become disappointing. I was listening, you know, I was listening to sports talk radio and, you know, they, they said something that I thought, you know, I was like, wow, you know, I mean, is this really uh, what we come to? But 
thinking about trading Embiid because the game just doesn't have an Embiid, you know, nobody else is Embiid type players in the league. Yeah. You know, um, is the game, you know, so slow for us now because we have Embiid? What would you think about trading Embiid? Uh, here's where I'm at with that. I, I am not – I would con- – I don't want to trade Embiid. I would consider it if they get bounced again in the second round, if he can't get to the finish line again and he's hurt. But I'm definitely not doing that right now. I need to see how what this year looks like once they get Maxie and Harden back with playing with him. And then – if they can't get past Boston and Milwaukee, then I have to figure something out. I mean, I just think there's a general – you reach a point as an organization, and this isn't even in beat, but if you reach a point as, as an organization Uh-oh. that you realize this is as far as we can take this. Well, then that'll be three years in a row that we go to the same point and then right. get busted out. Uh, the only, only saving grace right now is we're not hating this season like we did the last two years. We were just so hot at the beginning of the season. We just stayed hot the entire season. And yeah. then at the end of the season, we didn't do diddly squat. No. So maybe this is the trend where, all right, we're going to get hot during when we're supposed to get hot, you know, towards the end, like, like you know, the Celtics did. The Celtics mm-hmm. absolutely sucked yeah. the first half of the season. Yeah. And all of a sudden, bam, they just turned the light on and they started balling. Yeah. I'll, I'll you know? tell you, they're, I hate to give them any credit, but they're 21 and five. They, they have, um, and they're doing this with an interim coach. You know, and this happened right before the season started yep, about. Yep. That's the best record in basketball, like, by far. The, the second best record is uh, is New Orleans at 16 and 8. Or, I'm sorry, Milwaukee at 18 and 6. But, like, by a by a pretty wide margin, they're playing the best basketball in, in the entire league. They're scary, man. They really are scary. Defensively, offensively. Yeah. You know, what they do, they defend – Spud Young stars, you're, yeah. you're Tatum, your guy, and, and Jalen Brown. They defend the perimeter, man. We don't have any perimeter defenders, man. Yeah. They defend the perimeter. You got to yeah. be able to defend the perimeter. Yep. Marcus Smart, man, you know, all these years, you know, we thought he was just a guy that was going to come in and play defense. He has changed his game up. He has, he has become uh, the spark plug to that team. He has two young stars and, you know, and Brown and Tatum – that he just they just play and they feed off him too, man. They feed off of him. Mm-hmm. He gets going defensively, and all of a sudden, bam! He starts lighting it up from the outside. Also, yeah, that's just I I, I actually really like their game and how they play. Oh they my really god! They, yeah, they're again. You hate to admit it, but you you wish they were. Uh, you know, the way that's where the Sixers played, <laughs> but they don't. Unfortunately, uh, not that I'm hung up on that too much. But so here's what they have uh, coming up here. They get the Lakers. Um, as I mentioned, and following that, I mean, you, you, you should be able to get on a little bit of a run. So it's Lakers, Charlotte, Memphis is going to be tough. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I get a little ahead of myself. So it's Lakers, Charlotte, Sacramento. You should be able to at least dust yourself off and, and get a little something going. And the Sixers play Sunday at six. So that's, you know, for people who aren't tied up after the game, that's a nice little, you know, something you can jump off to after the, uh, Eagles game at one. But anyway, so you go Lakers, Hornets, Kings, Warriors, this is where it gets tougher. Uh, Toronto, but then it's Detroit and the Clippers before you go back on the road. And, and that, they play Christmas Day, by the way, at noon. How about that? We have uh, we have the Eagles playing Christmas Eve right now at four twenty-five. The next day, the Sixers playing at noon. <laughs> I can remember when they, this first schedule first came out. We were like it's just so happy that they playing on Christmas and how this team was going to be better than you know. Going in with Tucker coming out and, you know, Tucker being a guy that could shoot from the outside, well, the corners, shoot three from the corners. Right. And he didn't even shoot at all. 
No. And I, <laughs> <laughs> no, he hasn't. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder if he gets a little bit, a couple more looks with Harden, who knows how to find him. Uh, find him. Him. Yeah, he's lost. We got to go well, find him, huh? <laughs> well, don't expect him to be putting up a lot of shots. I just tell you, don't get your hopes up. You know, but what happened to the defensive presence he was supposed to have? Yeah, I mean, you know what I think is also a problem there? He's playing way too many minutes mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. for an older guy. You know, I, I think Doc's going to run him into the ground. Um, Who else would they put in, though? That's the problem. Yeah, I know. And that, that goes to some of the depth, uh, you know, that they have. Yeah, it's um, you'd like to get a little bit more of the occasional corner three out of him. He's he's averaging, I think, three and a half points for the season. It, it's not a lot. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's kind of who he is. It's kind of who he is to an extent. We, we um, knew that though. We knew that though. But I, yeah, you I just, knew if you were counting on him to provide offense, you were you were kind of kidding yourself a little bit. So that's what you you. That's why you convinced me that Melton was going to be the guy. He was going to take the boatload of the uh, you yeah. know, the reps for him, and then you know he come in sporadically. Why and he's done. Nice? He's played nicely. I mean, he's, he's averaging about eleven a game, um, Melton, and and about four and a half rebounds. He's a stat stuffer, you know, a little bit. But he's uh, he's played nicely for them. I like Melton. Uh, there's, you know, I think they're still trying to figure some of the bench pieces out. You know, you have guys here who've been here for a little bit. Like I don't, I still don't know what Thibel's tricky because he is a good defender, but he's so brutal offensively and. You know, B-Ball Paul will get himself in foul trouble pretty quickly, too, although I love his energy. You know, and I'd rather he be the backup than, than Harrell, personally. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Daniel House has given him a little bit, too. He's yeah, given he him is. a little bit. But there's there's not – you know, Niang uh, – that's actually a loss. Niang's out with a foot injury, so he that's they're missing him, and he may not play on Friday. You know, he's been lighting it up, man. I've I yeah. got to take back all I've said about that. I thought he was just too old. But yeah, man, he can. He still got it from the outside. You no, know, I like too. He's edgy. Like he'll yeah. get in another team's best guy's face, and yep. he, he George <laughs> Niang gives zero. You know, you know what I'm saying. So I, yeah. I, I like that about George Niang. Because like, you know, his whole life they've been like this dude, and right, then right. you know, they don't light you up. You know, hitting shots and so. Um, and I, I, said, I told you, man, Shake has always been. I've been talking about Shake for yeah. the past two years. Shake, bro. when he gets his opportunities, it seems to give you something. I don't yeah. doc. I don't know, man. Doc just doesn't seem to. Well, that's the you keep going to Doc, man. You keep going to Doc. You know, what I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, what yeah. do we do with Doc? I hear you. I hear you. I know what I'd like to do with him. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> well, let's get a timeout and we'll dig into the NFL, Barrett. So we got some, uh, you know, some newsy kind of stories. One about uh, a former punter. Uh, one about a guy who's coming back from a pretty major injury. Uh, Jared Goff. Uh, quarterback news we'll get into tonight's game because there could be an interesting development there nfc power rankings and nine quarterback uh mvp consideration so gunner we're gonna hit all those things when we return all right everybody good gunner you good all right we're good good all right let's hit it come back nfl talk Derek barrett rob sports take jacob sports youtube network all right i want to tell you about data estate and razor technology data is everywhere in business today But when it's locked away in silos, it can't be efficiently used and businesses don't have time for the insights that shape decision making. Razor Technologies Data Management not only integrates data from wherever it's generated or collected, but provides a uniform structure for storing, interpreting and distributing it to decision makers. Razor helps businesses transform and model their data, use it to populate real time dashboards and create shareable reports that highlight key areas of progress, as well as warning signs 
in need of attention. Smart data analytics and the tools to make data insights easily digestible help businesses of all sizes and types discover where they could be untapping significant savings. Razor technology can help you break down your silos and fully realize the value of your data to drive growth for your business. To learn more, contact Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. up everybody welcome back in hope you're doing well out there hour number three of the program we are sports take jacob sports youtube network hit the like button tell a friend we appreciate you each and every one of you guys in the chat room everybody streaming everybody listening let's talk a little nfl gentlemen if we will uh, 
Matt Ariza. Now you may say, well, who? Uh, the name might sound a little bit familiar. He was the punter uh, for the uh, for the Buffalo Bills, who was the best punter in college football last year at San Diego State. They invested a, a draft pick in him. Uh, in, in fact, uh, until uh, rape allegations came out and uh, the Bills subsequently released him. Long story short, after a criminal investigation, there will not be any rape charges uh, against mm. him or the San Diego State players that were that were alleged to have been involved as well. Um, there is an ongoing civil suit from the from the young lady, but he has been cleared, as have the uh, the, the other players and the students involved of all wrongdoing is criminally. Um, this is now the second time they've been cleared uh, of, of charges for this. All right. So long story short, um, you know, does this guy have a, does he have a future in the NFL? I, I guess would be the, uh, the first question I would have for you guys. Barrett, you're muted, bud. That's tough, man. That's, that's really tough, man. I mean, damn, man. It's, it's, I'm not saying guilty or, 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 you know, or, or, he didn't do anything, but what I am going to say is, man, his career is probably over with because of that. You know what mm. I mean? With an allegation is is, is over because they, they released him. They cut him. You know, so what do you do? I mean, as, as a young guy, uh, it, it's tough, man. You got to make sure, you know, you're, you're on top of your game. You know, I tell any person that's, you know, in, in a position where they're – around this type of ordeal you got to be wise on what you're doing you know yeah I, you know this is a tough one um because i, I want to be sensitive here because you know a lot of absolutely this is, is he said she said and ultimately, i got daughters you know what i'm saying same yeah and, and the only people who know are the people who were there right ultimately but um if this if this guy is cleared he should be allowed to make a living right. um but I don't know if teams want the 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 the, the, the uh, pushback you're going to get. I'm going to try not to be insensitive here, but I'll just say it. They'll put up with some of this stuff for a quarterback, maybe, but I don't know if they will for a punter. Right. As much right. as that sounds wrong. Well, who was the defensive lineman for Dallas who who got time chance after chance after chance? I believe it was with the 49ers at one point. Alden Smith. Okay, how many oh, chances did he get oh. for like domestic abuse behind that? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well, Alden Smith was drugs. Uh, mostly. Was it drugs? I thought there was a domestic dispute involved in in, in one. That was that, that was that was several other Dallas uh, players. Okay, that we're talking about. so we've seen players get second chances for drugs, domestic disputes, yep, um, accidents, uh, auto causing accidents that have caused severe damage to to uh, to people. I think. Even if he sits out next year, I think somebody will give him another chance. If he's cleared of all charges, that means he has the right to work. Yep. And we've seen the NFL give give chances to a lot of borderline people. Shady. Okay? So I'm talking. Well, Dan says people. Hardy. Is that the guy you were referencing? Greg there? Hardy. That's it. Greg Hardy. Well, That's and there the was there Michigan was State. Yeah. Bad. Bad. Okay. How many chances did there. he get? How many chances did he get behind that? Well, Carolina got rid of him, and then Dallas. You brought him in and gave him a second chance. And okay. Then this, young, then this young man, if he's cleared of all charges, yep. he deserves a second chance. Because first of all, I want to know, did, did did was the decision based on insufficient evidence? Did the young lady drop her charges? Um, she didn't drop her charges. Okay. They decided so, there wasn't enough to prosecute. 
so basically, he, not try, he is still suing him uh, in okay. civil court. Okay. So, yeah. but but according to investigators, it it boiled down to what you guys said. He said, she said. Not not enough witnesses. Not enough sufficient evidence. Um, and I guess I, I hate to say this, me having two daughters as well. I mean, I'm assuming that she did get checked at a hospital and all that. Yes. Um, and they still come to conclusion that insufficient evidence. Um, the bottom well, line, the bottom line is, according to the letter of the law, he has been cleared. Well, so what happened was he um, he also the, the the young lady also they had her on tape was lying to saying how old she was and everything. Ah, okay. See. So yeah, I, I think you'll get another chance, Rob. I think it depends. It, it, does uh, the probably league... next year though. Probably yeah, you just yeah. let it let it cool. Yes, for, for the rest of this year, and then he's in somebody's camp. I, I would think, and he'll, he'll win a, a job because he is that that talented good. a punter. Okay, but just for what it's worth. It now, I also wonder, in hindsight, because he has been cleared, is he also able to recoup lost wages from Buffalo? I, in, in hindsight of this, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to give you an answer on that. Right, I, don't right, know. I, right. don't know. Um, mm. I, I would assume Buffalo has every right to cut him. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, does he really want to start going after an NFL team? I don't think he wants to do that. I think no, he's better off no. laying low and then trying to get a gig next year is probably his best course of action. I would right. Think. right. Uh, so yeah, anyway, but I just want, I, I'm not, I'm not making any judgments. I'm just telling you, no, like no, the way it went down, uh, he was cleared of criminal charges, but she still civil uh, has a civil suit against him. Anyway, I just so, I just want answers. I'm not I'm not. I hear you. You know, I'm not making a stance one no, way or the other. I just I know. you know, yeah. I but know. you know how people perceive it. You have to be very careful what you say in yeah. a situation like this because people in the social media world we live in today, they take things you say and twist and turn and stretch it, and it's ten times from what you're trying to say. You know I, understand. I, mean? so. I understand. I hear you. Uh, this one's a, a, a nice story, a good story, as opposed to, you know, whatever that was. Um, Henry Anderson, who's a defensive end for the Panthers, um, turns out had a stroke in October. Jeez. He was home and his his extremities went numb and he was, you know, dizzy and you know, there's a lot going on and had a stroke. Uh, they, they, he, he did the smart thing. He didn't feel well. He called the, the team's medical people. They're like, get an ambulance there. Like everybody did the right thing by him. He was, he was smart the way he approached it. He didn't just try and suck it up and tough it out and all that. And he's going to play. He's going to come back and play. And, and the wow. guy had a stroke in October. It's pretty amazing, wow. right? That, that's a heck of a story. That's similar to like the, what, J.J. Watt story? J.J. Watt, right? Yeah, you know, and J.J. Uh, came back and played within a couple of weeks. Teddy Bruschi. Teddy Bruschi. Yep. I mean, my goodness. I mean, the human, the human, the human body is a fascinating thing in how we have the same organ, same everything, but we, rec we recoup at such different levels, you yeah. know, and the fact that he's even coming back, talking about playing a physical sport, a, a physically demanding sport, a mo how, how about this? If he had a stroke, you know, how much is um, stress, anxiety involved in that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's coming right back into a sport that has a high level of stress, anxiety, physicality. Yeah. You put your body through that. You put your body through levels of punishment that the normal body does not endure. Stress. Yes. Yeah, stress. stress induced, you know, physicality and 
Yeah, you're right. You're you right. Know. It's a it's a great way to put it. But uh, you know, uh, it's wow. a good good story. I'm and he, he said he's been cleared in every way, shape, or form. He could be cleared. So he's you know if that's the case, you know, all wow. all, all go, that, all go. Incredible. So good Ooh. for him. Uh, you know, nice story. Yeah, the other interesting one is, and we all, me too, we all wrote Jared Goff off, right? Yep. I mean, he ends up leaving the Rams. He goes to Detroit, which is, you know, like a Siberia. No offense, Barrett, uh, but it is. <laughs> um, you know, and Stafford goes to the Rams. They win a Super Bowl. And you're thinking, this dude's going to be end up being a backup, you know, the rest of the way. And, you know, we're never going to even think of this guy and take him seriously in any 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 you know, discussions about the better quarterbacks in the league, you know, don't look now. He's having a pretty good year. He's, he's uh, put it together. Yeah. I mean, he's thrown for over 3000 yards. He's completing 65% of his passes. Now his touchdown interception ratio is not great, but 19 to seven. And he's got a 95.7 passer rating. Look, he's not, he's not an MVP, but he's, I think, you know, maybe Detroit looks elsewhere in terms of what they may do in, when they draft, maybe I'm just throwing it out there. He's played pretty well. He's got a nice connection with St. Brown and some of those other guys. Well, they also have a running game. I mean, Jamal Williams has 14 rushing touchdowns yeah. for Detroit. Dude, that's crazy. They only have like 200 yards rushing. Yeah, he's got 700. But yeah, <laughs> no. Here, here's the crazy thing about Jamal Jeez. Williams, right? So Jamal Williams has 14 touchdowns this year. Yeah. Okay. He had three the year before. Mm-hmm. Two the year before that, one the year before that, three the year before that, four the year before that. How about that? So that's seven, eight, ten. That's thirteen in the previous one, two, three, and five years. <laughs> got fourteen this year and with now five games to play. Yeah, yeah, with five games to play. I mean, Ben Johnson has done a great job in mm-hmm. terms of uh, fixing what whatever problems they had in their offense and and making Jared Goff look a lot better in that offensive system. And you know. And here's a team that's five and seven. They're still a playoff contender. They have life. They still have life, you know? Yeah. And and I'll tell you what, even when they lose, they, they put stress on teams. You don't yeah. just walk over Detroit anymore now. Yeah, they're not you know, a laughing stock anymore. No, sure. you got to play. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's, phew. No doubt. Wow. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, good stuff there. Falcons bench Mariota, and they're going with Desmond Ritter, which mm. I, <sighs> I'm okay with, man. I, and I know they're still alive, too. Because they play in a terrible division, they're not dead. But I liked Ritter a lot at Cincinnati, so I'm going to be interested. They have off this week, so they're doing it at the right time to buy him a little bit of time to get ready um, to get acclimated. But then they'll play at New Orleans, at Baltimore, home Arizona, home Tampa. That's how they close it out. But that's their final four, and Wait, they're who, five and eight right now. Who's their game coming out of the bye? At New Orleans. At New Orleans, okay. So a good a, defense, but yeah. not a good team. Okay. Yeah. But how many times did Mariota get benched this year? <laughs> I just – he's that? just – here's the problem, man. Like, you can't – there's no passing attack. No. 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 You know, and then, yeah. like, I, I think they're looking at this going forward. You're going to have pits. You get him back healthy. You know, well, Ridley's probably – he got traded, didn't he? Calvin Ridley? No, he's just out. He's just out. But I thought he's they got traded him. He got no, imagine he got, that. Yeah, no, no. He didn't he go to Miami? Yeah, they traded him. Not Miami. He can't he play this year, but he's gone. Because of gambling, right? Yeah, no, he, right, he, right. He, yeah, he's suspended for gambling, but they traded him. But anyway, I, my, my point is that you once you get some receivers in there, you can't. I mean, Mariota's just it doesn't he, you're so limited in what you can do. He doesn't throw it well enough. Man, 
You talk about you Jags. Talk about he went to the Jags. Thank you, Showtime. Jags. Yeah. Thank you you talk about a first first round bust. My goodness. Mm. Mariota. Yeah. No, yeah. For him yeah, coming man. out of Oregon, man, and what he turned into. I remember Chip Kelly. He'd been perfect with Chip, though. Everybody wanted him. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, Chip wanted him. Yeah. <laughs> Chip, Marcus Mariota. Chip said he wanted him badly. Yeah, he did. You know, he said, oh, I'm not wow. the GM. I'm not the GM. Yeah, you are the GM. Yeah. As we found out. Right. <laughs> man. Well, that's um, a sad state of affairs for, him, for that young man. But you know what? He'll still have a career. He'll be the next Chase Daniels of the NFL. Well, he can't. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, too. As much of a bummer as it is, you get to a point where you're like, all right, I can still collect some really nice checks for like a long time. And I'm not going to yeah. speed up. It's He's not still a, a bad young gig. man. He's still yeah. a young man. Mm-hmm. He's got at least what five, six, seven more good years as a habitual backup. Yeah, to make seven <laughs> figures. It's not that's a crazy, bad, bad. Not, not a bad, bad gig. Yeah, no. bro, bro. There's certain guys, man. Like what's um, what's his name? What's with the um, the Eagles? He's making seven million. He signed a three year deal, twenty one million. Um, Chase, oh. Chase, Chase, Chase uh, Daniel. Oh, Chase, Chase Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. yeah, Chase Daniel made seven. He made three years. He made. Each time he's been on a team, he's made no less than $7 million the past like 10 years. Unbelievable. Of being a, a, a backup quarterback. Yeah. He, he's an all-pro businessman. <laughs> you know? Forget about anything else. So so is Sleeves. Sleeves was an all-time businessman. Sammy made all his money. Too. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. yeah. But, Sam, but, Sammy, but Sammy was also in that last class yep. that had no cap on first yeah. – It had no Finding slot in life. money. Yeah. I think his rookie deal was like sixty million or something like that. Yeah, million made all that. Went to the Eagles, made all the money for the Eagles. Got traded, went to Minnesota, got all the money in Minnesota. Then went to Arizona, and 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 clipped them for two years, twenty million. Yep, (laughs) brilliant man. And and as I leave, let's keep the party going for twenty million more. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That dude, that dude is a Jesse James of football. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He you comes off like like a you know, smiley guy. He was a gangster, man. When it when it came to getting paid, man, yeah. got yep. to be more careful, yeah. man. You can got make fun of sleeves more. all you want, but man. my man got paid. Man got um, the golden sleeves now. Yeah. So tonight's game is interesting in this sense. Normally, you look at the matchup, you're like, Raiders have been disappointing, Rams have been disappointing. What do I care? You know, we're all addicts. The three of us oh, yeah. will watch oh, it yeah. anyway. But uh, Mayfield may play in this game. And I, I don't know what? how, but he may play in this game. Yeah, he's going to be active, and he might start. It's not out of the question. He, he might start? Yes. What are they running, a wishbone? <laughs> Bruh. But they don't have anything else, man. You know, you look at their roster. They can't do anything else but that. You know what I mean? Because what they have there is, is next to nothing. Hold I was on. looking at their roster, man. They um, they they They're in a position right now where – the backup is hurt. How's the backup hurt? You know what I mean? The backup is hurt. Uh, Wolford. Wolford. John Wolford. He's hurt. Yeah. So they're going to start. They were going to start Bryce Perkins. Right. But there's no backup to Bryce Perkins. And the offensive line sucks, too. They with their head kicked in. That guy might not make it through the first quarter. <laughs> Look, Baker Mayfield might not make it through the well, first quarter. Well, that's the thing. The, the Raiders are now teeing off. Like, Somebody woke up Chandler Jones, and, and and with Crosby and Jones, they're now getting after the quarterback. Right. I don't know what took so long for this team, but they're I, they're yeah. starting to play now. 
I don't know what took so long for uh, for Adams and, and Carr to get together. Yeah, all of a sudden now they look like what you thought they were going to be. Right. And Josh Jacobs is, is running wild. I mean, he's out of his mind right now. How's Mayfield going to step to the line of scrimmage and call an audible if he doesn't know the entire he, audible? And if he hands, he's supposed to hand off left turns right instead. You got co- collisions in the backfield, miscommunications along the offensive line. Yeah. How many false starts will there be in this game? Well, they don't run the ball either. Like no. I would normally say, I let them just lean on the run. Cam Akers has 300 yards, you know. Then they got two rookies after him. They got yeah, because they bounced Kyron Williams, and then they got Ronnie. Um, Ronnie yeah. Rivers. Yeah, and they Two bounced uh, uh, Darrell Henderson. He's gone. And he was a lean rusher. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Man. I don't know how well, look at their defense. Look how many guys that got hurt on their defense. Yeah. Aaron Donald. Got Aaron, um, yep. Terrell Lewis, David Long Jr., Troy Hill, uh, Traven Howard. All of them are all out this game. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, Raiders are six and a half point favorites on the road in. That's all. That's in all. LA. Six and a half. That's it. Might might want to load up on uh on Vegas. Hey, if, I, if I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm throwing hand grenades across the line of scrimmage. Anybody get close to me, I'm throwing the ball. I'm gone. I'm launching the ball. Can you imagine you went from winning the Super Bowl to a guy you picked up two what was it two days ago off yes. of waivers? Oh my goodness! It, it's starting on a Thursday night, not even Sunday, Bruh. I know Sean McVay is like, damn, damn, damn. Yeah, yep. The hey, ul- it's, it's cliche, but it's true. The the ultimate not for long week. It hey, changes so fast. Hey, hey, Barrett, I wonder how many of those injuries that you you just mentioned are guys basically saying, hey, I'm done. I ain't, I ain't playing in this mess. I'm done. Oh, you think oh, Aaron Donald? Oh, yeah, I'm oh, done. Oh. I'm done. I'm done. Aaron, Donner, Aaron Donald right now. Because how you how you hurt? And then, he had never and been game, hurt. Yeah. Look, hey, he hurt. He hurt now. But at the end of the game, he's going to get that tight end, the business. He put oh, yeah. his helmet on with no shoulder pad. That yeah. was that was that was unreal. First of all, he's sitting on the bench at the end of the game. He's like, oh, 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 that's right. I have some static I gotta take care of. Puts his helmet on, straps, straps it up, don't have any shoulder pads on. Nothing. And then goes up just and, and grabs dude by the face mask and he's trying to give it to him. I'm like, man. You know what's weird about Aaron Donald? He, he when you hear like when you see him in interviews, he he's comes off like a, an unbelievable gentleman and, and yeah, you know, he yeah. d- does a great life for the community and all that, but there, you, he has moments where he absolutely loses his mind. Like he, <laughs> he really loses it. You remember the, the priest, the, uh, Train, training from earlier yeah. in the, oh, yeah. before the season started, he's lucky to get anything from that. Swinging right. Right. Helmet, right. Swinging helmets, clocking people. Yeah, man. I don't know. Mm. All right. Mm. Uh, all right, you guys want to go power rankings or non quarterback MVP consideration? What mm. your dealer's choice? What do you guys want to do? Well, I picked yesterday, so I'll let Mr. Brooks pick. Barrett, your call, man. We go either way. You we either go uh NFC power rankings or we go non quarterback MVP consideration. Which one do you want to go to first? Which of now your wanna... notes can you scramble to find first? Right, where my all my paperwork <laughs> go? Here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> No, here it is. Here All it right. Is. I got so it. I you got tell it. me. Uh, I can I, go. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. Um, I want to go. Um, non QB MVP. Non QB MVP. All right. We'll go non QB MVP. I'll let since you have your notes in hand, I'll let you go first. Uh, on this. Well, one. First so, off, my guy Michael yeah. Parsons. Okay. He's the first one. We're talking about a guy that changed defenses. He's the number one defensive player in, in uh in football right now. Does everything. Um. It's hard to even block him. He's the reason why that that uh, Dallas defense runs the way it runs. Uh, next, you're right. Yeah, just an eye gloss over yep. that. I mean, 
you know, 12 sacks is just disruptive everywhere. You can, he can cover, he can play the run and you can play him anywhere. Like he is the ultimate weapon on that side of the ball. It really is. Um, my next guy would, um, be Mr. Gritty, Justin Jefferson. Mm. I mean, I've only got, I've seen really cover him. This is a uh, slay. Everybody else, you know, didn't have a snowball's chance. Um, you know what? A, a, a dark horse that this guy's played unbelievable. And I, I mean, I wish he would go be, I wish he would be up for defensive player of the year, but Michael, I think Michael Parsons wrapped it up. Sauce Gardner, man. Ooh, He's had yeah, a magnificent yeah, year yeah. this year, bro. Okay. So um, that, that's I mean, a good one, man. That, yeah, that's I, I a like really sauce. good one. I like sauce. I love corners who can cover who are tall too. And yep. he's, he's got the size, man. You know, it's it's like a Bobby Taylor kind of thing from back. Right. In the day. Right, mm-hmm. right. So that's why, you know. And then um I'll go Kelsey. I'm gonna leave you guys a couple. I'll go Kelsey being uh I, I good good uh good list, Bart. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I like that. It was all over the place. It was good. I mean that in a good way. That was that was right. awesome. Uh, all right, I'll I'll hit a couple. I'll hit it. I'm gonna give you the, the obvious one. It's Nick Bosa. Uh, yep. You remember he's missed a game, he missed one game with the groin, but in 11 games, he's got 14 and a half sacks. He, he really, you know, in a league where there's a lot of good edge rushers, I think he's the best. Uh, I think he's the best going right now. But so I would, I would certainly throw him in there. I, I seem to always give this dude love because he deserves it. But Matt Judon has yep. really become a, a great player in New England. Yeah. Um, you know, 13 sacks and plays everywhere. Yeah. He, he plays everywhere. He can play the run. There isn't a lot of weakness there with him. And I just think he deserves a lot of credit. Their their defense is generally pretty good. I don't know. New England's kind of a boring team, so I guess he doesn't get a lot of love because of it, but yep. he definitely deserves it. Uh, I'll throw one more. I, uh, Josh Jacobs, I know it's a too little too late probably, but 1,300 yards through 12 games is nothing to sneeze at. Leading the NFL too. Yeah, and about three of those games, those wins went since two or three of them that uh, since the Raiders have gotten back on track, they he really carried them. Like before Devontae Adams and Carr started hooking up and getting hot together, Josh Jacobs brought them to the promised land in a couple of those games. So I'll, I'll, I'll throw those guys out there. Hmm. Okay. Well, since you guys mentioned all the candidates I had on my list, the only one you didn't mention about, and I think he's at the top of the heat would be Tyreek Hill. Hmm. You know, yep. Tyreek Hill is 1,379 yards, but he only has five touchdown catches. See? And everybody that you guys mentioned and, and they were on my list, um, are they worthy candidates? Yes. But here's why they won't come close to sniffing that MVP. Um, Tyreek Hill, great yardage, not many touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, uh, 1,300 yards. But even to be considered for that, you got to be 1,700, 1,800 yards, to close to 2,000 yards, yep. even though he has 10 touchdowns. Uh, Bosa, 14 and a half sacks. Judon, 13 sacks. I agree with you both. But number two, they only have 36 and 46 tackles separately. And for them to get close to being to sniffing uh, that particular honor, they've got to have 21, 22 QB sacks. You look at the guys who come close to J.J. Watt when he had 20-something sacks. You know, uh, T.J. Watt, 20-something sacks. Those are the only guys that really came close to getting a sniff. And while all the candidates that we've just talked about are worthy, they're good this year, the best of the best this year, what they do. But for MVP numbers, not even close to what would be considered MVP argu- argumentative numbers. 
I, I don't know how to view the Tyreek Hill hasn't gotten a lot of touchdowns thing. Like I don't get that. I, I, I think it's more of an anomaly than something right. that against him. Right. You know. Right. right. I, so I like to me that doesn't hurt him in my eyes. No. no well, what, but, what about just like you know a guy like Stephon Diggs? Yeah. Virtually unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Unstoppable. You know the ball's going to him. He could be double coverage. And, and, and Allen to throw it to him, and he still is able to go out there and get it. Him. Yeah. Uh, another guy we, we don't talk – we bring Barkley up. Barkley carried that team for the yep. – you know, yeah. that winning – you know, yeah. seven-game winning streak. No question. Say no, we shouldn't hold it against him that, that he slowed a little bit because he has no help. It, none whatsoever. No. Yeah. Um, who else is somebody we need to talk about? Uh, um, I mean, they he's on a team that sucks, man, but Mika Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, defensively, he's doing a lot, man. But th- there are a lot of teams, you know, even there are a lot of teams out there, man, Nick that have Chubb. guys that can play. Nick Chubb, exactly. Mm-hmm. A monster. Nick Chubb yards. is a yeah. monster. You know, but I think I think injuries also kept a lot of guys from being on the list, you know, like um Jamal Chase. I mean, uh, Jamar Chase. Mark Chase, hundred percent. Uh, yep. Um guys like uh what's his name? Um uh linebacker for Pittsburgh, uh Watt. TJ Watt. TJ, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah. TJ Watt. The linebacker from Seattle just. Oh, that kid, man. Now, Brooks. Jordan Brooks. Jordan Brooks, Brooks is Brooks. everywhere. Oh, yeah. He's third in the league. He's, sec- he's tied for second in the league in tackles. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, that guy's good. I'll tell you, the, uh, this is not, I'm going to violate the non QB thing, but like, don't look now. Burrow's making a real run. He is making a oh, run. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He's third right now. Yeah. yeah. Burrow, he's Burrow's, third. But he's coming in hot right now. I mean, he is. He jumped over Allen. He's up to thirty four hundred passing yards, twenty five touchdowns. He's 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 coming real quick here uh, on this on this MVP. You know, from out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. He he's he started slowly a little bit as the team did, but he's picked up. And the thing that was impressive is up until last week he was doing it for what three weeks without Jamar Chase. Yes, absolutely. Even though they have nice other complimentary receivers still. Um, all right, so that's uh, that's our non QB MVP consideration. See, I Let's think go. it's I think it's a slam dunk. A quarterback's going to win that award. I do too. Because all the numbers, all the numbers we just talked about are phenomenal numbers, but they're not. They're not. None of none of them are wild numbers. You know what I yes. mean? Whether it's offense or defense, and that's going to cost these guys even being considered. Because as you just said, um, all of a sudden the top three candidates are quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a quarterback that wins it again. For it's the like the highest year. Yeah, yeah. A, a defender yeah. has no uh, – uh, what's it been since Charles Woodson? Charles Woodson. 25 years ago. Yeah. It has it. no chance. Yeah. That's it's crazy, it. man. It's been that long. I know. It's been that long. Yeah. I, I will tell you, I, uh, I'm i a Heisman Trophy voter. Are you? Um, I am. How'd and you get that? You never told me that, bro. Yeah, how'd you get that? I have been for like 20 – probably 20 years. How'd that um, happen? So – I never Dave, knew that, man. You never told me that. Yeah, Dave Jones is uh, – I don't know if you guys know Dave. He writes for the yeah, Harrisburg Patriots. Harrisburg, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ex- phenomenal writer. He, he covers Penn State. He covers college basketball, football. and he, He's a columnist. He does a lot of things. He's very versatile. So I've known Dave for a long time. Used to have him on Daily News Live back in the day, et cetera. So we're talking, and I, we would always talk college football, and he knew how, how much I follow college football. And he said to me one time, look, I'm the – I'm the uh, I head up the Pennsylvania uh, group. Every state has a rep with the Heisman people, and they're in charge of the people in Pennsylvania who vote. He said, you know, one of our guys retired or I forget or got sick and didn't want to do it anymore. 
would you be interested? And I said, hell yeah. So I, ever since then I've been, I've been in on it. Um, but what I we, I didn't bring it up to brag or name drop, but I, I yeah, you did. Yeah, I, you I did. did a little yeah. bit. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> Just admit it. Sorry. Ah, sort of rotator cuff. Right, um, right. No, but I I, the, I brought it up simply because I, I I do buck the trend of it just being quarterbacks. I will tell you that. And I bucked the, I, I'm not allowed to tell you who I voted for till it comes out Saturday, but I, I bucked the trend again this year. I will Did just you? tell you that. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. You, you know what, Barry? What's up? Um, I've known Rob 25 plus years. I've learned more about Rob since April 18th leading up to right now than I ever knew about Rob in 24 plus previous years. Bro, I feel like I woke up next to him for, for two years of my life, man. Yeah. I wake up at beer at four o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting there looking at him and looking at Jillian with rollers yeah. in her hair. Right. I thought I knew I I feel I knew him intimately, bro. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just not knowing this. It's the best part of life. We do we learn more and more about each other every day, man. Now we now we know about his eating habits. Mm-hmm. His, I knew uh, about that. I knew yeah. about his, that. He probably didn't uh, want to know about those, actually. Um, now that he's on a on the husband voting committee, um that's crazy, let's bro. See. Yeah. He has his, a thousand his, jobs. His ability, yeah. He, him, lazy. Him only have twelve jobs. Speaking of, uh, come on out tonight to Screwballs and King of Prussia if you want to hang out while we do the show. It's you know what? I might do that, man. Dude, come on, hey, man. Hey, Xander, tell We're you. We're just going for the free food, hey, man. Get some grub I'm, on. And also, I get a case. Hey, I'm gonna come get a case. All right. A case of what? State, stateside, stateside, stateside vodka, baby. Oh, stateside it's Christmas vodka. holidays too. Yeah, get your, get your wings on out oh. there, Barrett. You can, you can do your thing, man. Um, let, me, let me make sure he gonna. Um, Xander, am I good? I want to go out and get the pizza. Pizza, cat, Xander. pizza in the wings. You better, check, paying, you better check with Krause, man. If you if you're looking for some, yeah. some Xander some, ain't paying attention to us, man. Time. Yeah. Uh oh, he just sent a chat. He Uh-oh. just sent a message in the chat. What did he say? Uh, let me call Krause. He's already. There you go. Uh oh. Uh oh. You ain't right, getting we'll that stuff. He but, keeps some. He keeps some in the in the in the, in the SUV, man. Some cases, just man, in case, man. just in case, you got to be locked and loaded, man. You never know. Ready to go with it. In case Seriously, I might do that, man. I might. Hey, do Rob, that. how yeah, many cases you got man. doing that show out there? How many cases weekly you get, Rob? <laughs> huh? Huh? Uh, I save got, them Rob? all for Barrett. I save them for Barrett. Yes. No, you lying. Look, I'm Rob, happy. Hey. Look, I get a free meal, and that's all I ask, dude. I'm not. I am low maintenance. That's all I look, care about. Barrett, you notice mm-hmm. he hesitated before he answered. He chuckled, and yes. then he had to hesitate. That man. Sta- I'm telling you right now, there's a there's there's Rob Ellis stateside liquor sales going on in his garage <laughs> weekly. I'm not telling true. you right now. So not true. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So yeah, but come on out anyway. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's hit our power rankings here, fellas. Gunner, you get uh, you get first crack at these. Oh, okay. NFC power rankings. All right, uh, five I'm, through one. We go I'm five going uh, one. Washington number five. Okay. I have uh, Minnesota number four. Okay. I have uh, San Francisco at number three because of the quarterback situation. Yep. Dallas two. And Eagles won. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll go back. I'll go. I'll go. And then. See what Rob has Because you had to go first the last time. So I'll uh, I'll go Bucks. I know you're going to. I know you guys are going to jump all over me. No, I'm going Not Bucks me. five. And here's why. Simply because of, if I'm thinking in a playoff setting, I still have Brady. And yep. I still have that defense. As bad as they are. Vikings four. 49ers three, and I'm hesitant to put them at three because I don't know about Purdy, but the defense is, is so good. No, no, no. That's Purdy. Purdy. That's Purdy. Yes. You got a Purdy mouth. Oh, yes. 
Oh, no, you didn't go there. Yes. That's on deliverance, man. Yes, it is. I know. I know. It's on, it's on deliverance, man. That's only I, I just I you heard you say that and it's thought of deliverance, man. Uh <laughs> Cowboys two, Eagles one. So I go Eagles, Cowboys, Niners, no! Vikings, Bucks, no Washington, no New York. Barrett almost made me say something. I'm got myself in trouble. I'm glad I didn't okay. open my mouth. Man. That's a good list. I don't disagree with Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, it's, I, you know, I don't. If I, if there's anybody, I would have I would have bounced. It would have been, it would be them. But yeah. But that man Brady, you get him in a playoff situation. I'm telling you, after watching him sling the ball around the other night, he got he still got it. He still got it. He's that dude, man. I'm telling you, if anybody can bring a team back from the dead on two minutes or less, that's that dude right there. Yep. And his defense keeps him in a game long yes. enough for him to kill yes. you at the end. Yep. I just can't do it though, man. They they, they have six games, won six games. Yeah, yeah, six and six. Yeah, six and six. I, I can't go with them, man. So I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, just like the I'm gonna go Washington. The Commanders at number five, and okay. then you know who, who you know who I have five because I know they're not better than the Vikings at at, at uh at, at number three, the 49ers. Wait, who's your number four? The 49ers. Oh, 49ers. Okay. Because he can't, they can't be ahead of the Vikings. Why? Because I don't like them like I like the Vikings. I think their defense would choke the you know what out of the Vikings. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, they would. They would run the ball consistently on them and go over the top with Justin Jefferson. Really? All what did, day. What, what did Dallas do to him? Put pressure day. on Kirk Cousins and took the running game from him. What did they what play? Did, one o'clock is over. What? No, 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 <laughs> That's the only reason why Purdy's a quarterback. Man. Uh, then I'm gonna go Vikings, and then I gotta go Cowboys and, and the Vikes, Eagles. Dallas, and the Eagles. Okay, okay. Vikings three. Okay, yeah, hard to argue. They have ten. They have two losses. I mean, they're they're right. ten and two team. I think I think that's the most suspect ten and two record I've seen in quite some time. I mean, I'm maybe you right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm suspect, bro. It's either going to – we're going to really find out, I think, in the playoffs whether they were just unbelievably clutch, they handle their business in tight games, or it's unsustainable and it starts catching up. I, I, they very well could lose this week to Detroit. It only pains me that Weird I have to line. wait. Yeah, it only pains me that I have to wait until they actually choke in the playoffs and then I can get to call my brother and go, ha, 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 ha they did it again. <laughs> The only thing that pains me is I can't do it now. Yeah, I, I hear you. And they would get – who did I say that they would get in the first round? They would get uh, Seattle. That's an interesting – the way Gino's yeah, playing. Yes, bro, that's an interesting game. In a dome, too. In but a you guys don't have – but neither one of you guys have in your top five. Have what? I don't either. You have what? In the top five. No. <laughs> no. And you don't have them in front of Washington. Well, you know what? Washington's a better team than Seattle. Um, Washington yes. is a better team yes. than Seattle. Do you? Yes. I don't know, man. But can Washington match Seattle point for point? See, I think so because I think they could stop the run, and their and their game plan is directed on them stopping the run because those two receivers they have in Washington, yeah, they're good, man. But they you got to have 
protection and they they don't protect them as good as they should. Mm-hmm. Hey man, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf ain't no slouch now. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Let, yeah. let me give Gino a little love. All right. Yeah. So how about um 3,100 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions, and a 108.7 pass. Yes, rate. he's taking well, care of the ball. Here, yeah. Yes, that's pretty good. I, I haven't seen a guy this late in his career resurrect himself like this. No, habitual I mean, you know, backup. Yeah, and he's playing like he's playing base as a like a front liner yeah, all season. What's up? What do you do with him if you're Seattle? You pay him. Right. Yeah, really. Isn't that the truth? That's a tough call. I'm paying. Who you pay him though? That's that's like because I mean, them, that's some great numbers, man. Great yeah. numbers right now. I'm um, telling you, better than Kyler Murray numbers. He's 32. He's, he's for what it's worth. He's 32 years old. <laughs> Calamari. Here we go. Uh, yeah. So no. that Calamari. <laughs> and you got me saying that, man. I don't know why she does oh, it. Oh man. man. Now you hear it now, right? Calamari. Well, I, I'll never not hear it. You, you know what I mean? It's you one of those. You can't get it out oh. there. She said that too. She said we all set. I'm like, she said, yeah, oh, Calamari. I'm like, why did you just say that to me? Yeah. Amy's funny. Amy's oh, very funny. Oh, man. The other day we were saying we, we were ending the show, Birds Huddle. We ended my show, Birds Huddle. And they turned around. She said, yep. She said, she said, she said, sixty percent of the time it happens every time. <laughs> At the end of the show like that, I'm like, what? Yeah, what Yogi Berra. That's a Yogi Berra. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sixty oh percent of the time it happens every time. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, where'd you get that from? That was like Barkley. I was misquoted in my autobiography. <laughs> that was Barkley's line after he wrote his book. <laughs> said, I think he said I was taken out of context. I'm like, you wrote it, dude. It's your, you wrote the book. Uh, man. You guys I, remember? Uh, you remember Anchorman when uh, when he was putting on that Panthers made from Panther, oh, yeah. real Panther? Oh. He said, sixty percent of the time, it works every time." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what oh. did you just say? She said that she just ended the show like that. You can't uh, end the show like that. No. How do you end a show like that? You can't oh my I got to give her that. All right, so we'll come back. Uh, we'll, we got a lot of good uh, on this, uh, good and bad on this date. I'll explain. Uh, we got some, uh, some, uh, NCAA news, which I will for once give the NCAA props and uh, a little birthday and a little movies, uh, to close it out. Some Eagles, uh, out the door. So we'll do all those kind of things. When we come back, don't go anywhere. Derek Barrett, Rob, we're sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network, right back. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win. Go to ocean. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey. Official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank. 
the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. I was gonna say, didn't it sound slow motion? You know why? You know why? That's a yeah. true indication. We played that dang song so many times, it's worn out. So, I mean, <laughs> like the, a the record track. player back yes. in the day. Yes, the yeah. vinyl record is worn out. We gotta find some new music in a hurry. Oh man, we need like shaft theme or something like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All right, listen, we, we like, gotta get we gotta get cracking. We we have been uh, we have all been lax as far yes. as that goes. We got to We got to step up our game. Like a Michael Jackson, bit. smooth criminal, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Be a good start. Oh, Finney said we needed 50 cent in the club video. That's what we need. Go, we, I'm not video, go, I mean the, the go, beat. Go. We need that beat. Don't, 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 It's your Cheerios. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna party like it's yep. breakfast. Well, you used to, if you remember, like this is a little bit before me, but I know, like, I remember when I was a kid, like, records would scratch or get warped or whatever, oh, yeah. but like. I remember like trying to get like cassette tapes when the when the when the stuff would, I'd be like trying to get a stick a pencil in there and yeah you know, back in and yes you know, with the cassette tapes or the CD and, oh man the kids man. these days they don't know they don't understand what we went through it was unbelievable um, all right so a couple things uh, what <laughs> nothing nothing we oh. record the song off the radio remember that oh all the time <laughs> on that crappy little recorder <laughs> and it would sound like garbage but you didn't care right yeah. right right. But it's not like you could sit there and just play your favorites unless you had the uh, the album or the, or the CD. You weren't going to be listening to it over and over again like it is now. Um, all right, so a couple things. Props. I'm giving props out to the NCAA. I don't usually do it, but I think they did a really good thing here. So uh, they uh, have uh, extended a year of eligibility, an additional year of eligibility to any University of Virginia football player. Good for them. Awesome move. Class good move. Good. Nice, nice uh, gesture. So they don't do a lot of things right, but I, and I'm not, I'm going to give them a lot of love here. This was a nice move. 
by the NCAA. I mean, you got to uh, be careful about trashing the NCAA. You on the Heisman voting committee, man, you better watch out. Mm. They, may, they may take your status. Oh, better be that's careful. Right. That's right. They could ban me. Tell you, man. Um, so a couple other odds and ends here. Um, the uh, we mentioned earlier that Xander Bogart signs with the Padres, which all right. So here's the chain of events. So if you he signed an 11 year, 280 million dollar deal to play shortstop, which means Fernando Tatis moves. So here's how this works the guy who was playing for Tatis last year, uh, Kim. He moves to second base. Jake Cronenworth moves, moves to first base. Juan Soto moves to left field. Fernando Tatis, when he comes back, plays right. A lot of moving parts uh, for, for the Padres to yeah, make but, that move. but not a bad lineup when you think about it. No, it's a killer lineup. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, when you yeah. think about it now. I mean, yeah, it is. It is. Oh, man. Yeah. You're right. A lot of moving parts. But I was thinking about You said it earlier in the show and it didn't register. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. That's a monster lineup we're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. No, you're right about that. So that was that was one of the big uh, events of the day. Oh, uh, Trey Turner is going to wear number seven. For those who care about numbers, he will. He wore seven when he was with the uh, the Nationals. He wore six with the Dodgers. Six is like unofficially retired because it was Ryan Howard's number. Okay. So they have still haven't retired uh, J. Roll, Howard, or Chase Utley yet. It's going to happen at some point. I don't yeah, know when, but yeah. it's, those three are not, they're not in, in um, circulation, in, in circulation. Good, good word. Barry. Okay. Thanks. Okay. So anyway, uh, so those two things, let me give you two on this dates, one uh, not pleasant and one pleasant. So uh, John Lennon died on this day in 1980. Mm. Mm. Uh, he was shot at his apartment in New York, outside of his apartment mm. in uh, the Dakotas in it's New York. Mm. Yeah, uh, and actually that night, it was a Monday, and that night Howard Cosell broke the news to that audience, which back then, there's no Twitter, there's no social media, you know, there's not a lot of uh, 24-hour news, I think CNN might have been around, but they were just, you know, weren't what they are. So a lot of people heard that for the first time watching the Monday Night Football game that night. And and it's, it's, you know, ironically, uh, around 74 or 75, they had Lennon on in the booth for a Monday night football game. And wow. he all became kind of friendly. Yeah. Just crazy. One of the most beloved artists in the history of the music industry. Yeah. Yep. No he was question. 40 years about old when, when he was, uh, when he was killed. That's so. a shame. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that was, that's the not pleasant one. This one, I think we all agree. It's one of our favorite movies on this day, 1982, 48 hours came out. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Love it. I mean, Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. I mean, right. how, those oh, two were awesome together. Dude, you know, who, whoever decided to pair them up in a movie, you know, because they're so opposite each other. Yep. Dude, what a great combination. And uh, kudos to the writers of the script. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know how much was, you know, we always find out later, especially now with social media and everything so public now. You think about some of the greatest movies we've watched, how certain things were improvised in the movie. Oh, like yeah. Caddyshack, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it made it made it better. Like, hey, keep this in. We gotta keep this in here, you know, stuff like that. Um, the the last movie of Fast and Furious, uh, with The Rock, and uh, oh man, what's his name? Vin Diesel. No, with the, uh, the black dude is in the movie. Um, the ball hit. Uh, oh my goodness, what's his name? Oh, Tyrese. Tyrese Jack. Uh, no, yeah. When the, when the line at the end of the movie, you see uh, 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 the Rock walking up the driveway. And uh, Tyrese says something about his muscle. He says something about his big head. 
He's in 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 a, a ludicrous standing next to him, spit out his drink. You find out that wasn't scripted. That was oh, that was really? improv. Yeah, and they kept it in the movie because they felt it was much better than what they had. That's cool. Scripted. Yeah, I like that. All right, crazy fun fact about the Forty Eight Hours: Eddie Murphy was only twenty one. Oh, gee. What? What year, what year was that? It came out in eighty two. Eddie Murphy was born in sixty one. Jeez. Like he was oh already an established superstar with Saturday Night Live by that point, dude. Isn't that crazy? Not only that, but I can't emphasize. We talked about this several times, but his stand-up com- comedy, Eddie Murphy Delirious, is one of the best all time ever. Yeah, you know, and, and he was still a young man then. And, you know, he hasn't done much in the last what five, ten years. He didn't have to. Yeah, he You're didn't right. do as You're much. Right. For You're right. Sure. Yeah, he made his money, man. I tell you, he was funny in everything he did, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he got he got SNL. He was 19 when he got SNL. 19 years old. Jeez. Yeah, Yeah. 1980. Oh, he he, he started on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Uh, unbelievable. I wonder was he smart enough to get residuals from that? I think Eddie's done all right. The the only place Eddie got hit, I think, was divorce. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I might have taken a hit. Um, All right, so that's uh, let's go into a little birthdays uh, on this day. Um, Nicki Minaj is 40. I didn't think Nicki Minaj was that old, but I didn't either. 40 uh, today. Um, Jim Morrison, who was the lead singer for the Doors, was the Doors. Born today. Yeah, yep, 43. Yep. Um, Kim Basinger, who yep. uh, is 68. Strong Can't believe she's that day. old. Now. Wow. Strong back in her day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> Anna Sophia Robb, who was in a lot of stuff. Um, she was in that uh, that surfer movie with the the girl uh, Bethany who lost her uh, got bit by a shark and lost her. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's uh, very good in that. She's a good actress. She was also oh, what else? She was in something else. She was little then. I can't remember what else she was in. But anyway, uh, Dwight Howard is thirty seven years old, playing basketball. Where did we say? Dwight Howard. He was in Charlie in the Chocolate right? Factory. Huh? Oh, she that was is that what? That's what I'm thinking of. Thanks. Race through which mountain? Thank you. John Dickerson. <laughs> Jeez. What do you say? Digon, sing a few bars from Roxanne when we're talking about Eddie Murphy. Oh, great scene, too. Roxanne! <laughs> you don't have to put on the red light. That was fun, man. That was classic. Bro. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry, Rob. I mean, sitting in the jail cell. That was great. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy. Born Sammy, born on this day, 1935. What a candy mankind. <laughs> um, David Carradine, who was in Kung Fu, who was the, the, the lead in Kung Fu, was born in this day, 1936. I love that show. Yeah. yeah. Terry Hatcher, uh, they're real and they're spectacular, uh, is 58 yeah. years old. Terry Hatcher. Uh, Greg Allman from, uh, you know, musician, yeah. was married to Cher once for about five minutes, has a child with, had a child with Cher, uh, born on this day in 1947. Philip Rivers is 41 years old today. Uh, he could still be slinging it, man. Could be, could be. <laughs> Wendell Pierce, uh, from The Wire, mm, nine years yeah. old, and a lot of stuff. Wendell, uh, Sam Kinison was born on this day in 1953. Very funny away. guy, yeah, very young. Died. Isn't it funny how that dude made a living and made mel- yelling at people? And yes, yes, like he's funny in Rodney's movie, too. He plays yeah. the teacher and he's screaming yeah. at him, yep. Uh, Flip Wilson was born on this day, 1933. Love Gerald Dean. He was a, uh, a pioneer of sorts, Flip was. Uh, Josh Donaldson, 37 years old today, baseball player. Sinead O'Connor, 56 years old today, the singer. Yep. Um, Ian Summerholder, the actor, is 44 today. Um, who else? 
Sophia. Uh, oh, uh, that's all I got. You guys have any other ones? Uh, Wendell for, uh, Pierce. Yeah. Just that, that yeah. Okay. Um, let me see. Um, I got Sam Hunt, who's 38. The, the musician. Yep. yep. Uh, Amir Khan, the former boxer, boxer. who held a title in uh, yep. the light welterweight division at the mm-hmm. same time. He could have been much better, but he was a clown in the ring and got himself knocked out several times clowning in the ring. Right. He was lightning fast. And, yeah. You know, but he could have been much better than he was historically, but he played too much. Yeah. And it caught up to him. I hear you. Barry, oh, you got yeah, any other ones? He was. Um, Kevin Ross, a really good singer, man. Uh, okay. Okay. Know, sings acapella. Very, very talented guy. All right. Uh, that's about it. Okay. All right. Movies. Uh, we have uh, Sophie's Choice was released on this day uh, in 1982. How about that? Sophie's Choice in 48 hours, same day, 1982. Oh, wow. Uh, I, Tanya, about uh, Tanya Harding, uh, this day in 2017. Uh, the one of the st- I think it was the second A Star Is Born. This one was Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson, 1976. Blood Diamond. Uh, this day in 06. Great movie. Yeah, it was. It was a great movie. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I love that movie. 2000. Yep. Another one. Uh, the Deer Hunter was this day in 1978. Another good one. Yep. Yeah. Classic. Uh, Blade Trinity. This day. Oh yeah. Four. Yeah, it was yeah. a really good one too. There's some good movies on this yeah. side. Wow. On this day. Yeah, that's all I got. Movies. You got anything else in yeah. there? Stars Born with Barbara Streisand. Yep. Uh that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh Apocalypto. Remember that movie? Did you see that one? Yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I did. I love that movie. Oh my okay. goodness. It was based back in ancient times, like the Mayan, and it was a tribe of uh people, and it was like the wars going on between them. Really good movie. Um, you gotta see that was called Apocalypto. I gotta check that out. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, very good. Uh, good, good movies there. Good birthdays there as well. All right. So the Eagles, uh, will be back at it tomorrow on the practice field. We'll have a little update, uh, on whether or not where they see Trey Turner playing at shortstop. Will he be playing? Will he be leading off? Where will he be hitting in the order? Cause he meets with the media at four o'clock in about an hour from now. Uh, Sixers at the Lake or take on the Lakers tomorrow at home. And the Flyers go on a road trip, so that's kind of weird. Hey, wait a minute. And Robbie yeah. Ellis taking a day off tomorrow? I, You guys will be without moi tomorrow, yes. I, I got to talk to this dude for three hours. Are you serious? So we're, we're, we're breaking – I'm breaking the streak of 163 straight shows. That is crazy, bro. That's a bummer. I'm oh, you earned it. You earned it. Nah, that's all right. We'll Robbie, you Oh man, I gotta talk to Bear. I gotta. I gotta act like I like Bear. You guys, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna. Bear. I'm gonna enjoy the binding. You too. It's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> man. Be beautiful. You better not look at this shit. You better look at anything, no, bro. I won't be looking. I won't. You might just fine. chill, man. Go ahead I will chill, be chill. Man. Don't worry. I will be good. I'll be good. But I miss you too. And I'll be back Monday. So you guys, and we'll, we'll talk about the uh, Giants game. You guys have fun tomorrow. You can do your. Uh, Schedule previews. And you can do your uh, total rankings, power rankings, and have well, he's fun. trying to produce the show. Still. No, I'm not. Look at, no, it. not. Look at <laughs> it. Go ahead. You no. got to be on the rundown. You got at least got to be on the. Rundown. I won't be on the hey, rundown. Bear, Bear, tomorrow I open the show. Welcome to the Soul Patrol edition. That's right. Of yeah, course, take it's going to be. We finally brothers, got rid of them. That's show. right. The brothers have taken over the cartel. That's right. That's right. Um, but according to according to Xander Bear, I don't know if you guys can handle the show. So right, right, right. We'll find right, out. Right, right. We'll find out tomorrow. Might All be right. an hour and a half show instead of three. <laughs> so uh, everybody have a great. Are we Thursday. even having an eleven? Um, I guess. Yes. We will. Yes. 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 Because you need the meeting. Yes, you need it. Yes. So what, man? So oh yes. My God. 
you two have fun tomorrow. Be nice to each other. That's all I can tell you. Please, Andy. All right, Rob, enjoy your three-day, man. Mayhem in the streets. Mayhem in the streets, yes. So, all right, thanks thanks to Xander. Thanks to everybody in the chat, everybody streaming, everybody listening. You guys have fun tomorrow. I'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Thanks for watching for Sports Day. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.